Hello one and all and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Jim and Eric will spoil all of this week's books so if you haven't already read them, I suggest you do now. Unless you're one of those lazy people that sleepwalk through life and are happy to just barely get by. If that's the case, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's extra special guest stars making their world debut, the Royal Flash Gang. Jack! Ten? King! And, uh, Queen. Another installment of Horror Out Loud. It's October and that means it's time to let the scares come and the screams fly. I'm your host, The Cellar Dweller, and this is episode 39. <laughs> and I'm Jim Warner, Eric. Shut up, you're you not, not a cellar dweller. It's weird. It's October, that, baby. That intro, it, it gave me nightmares, Eric. It also <laughs> gave me dreams. And though, what, Horror Out Loud, you said? Yeah. Well, I don't know why, but uh, the Horror Out Loud is the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics (laughs) blog. For some reason, it's a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Eric. And you could also get a hold of these guys at the Horror horror Out Loud. It took me so long to get Weird Out Loud down. Now you throw this crap in. It's uh, October. Come it on, it's October. the horror movie It's Oktoberfest. You could have started with some German drinking songs, Eric. I'm not I your. I don't drink. I watch horror yeah. flicks. Yeah, not your. What did they, What did they say in Beer Fest? What did he call the the fake song? Oh, I have no I idea. I remember it's like jibber jabber or something. But our email is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We're also at Twitter on at weirdsciencedc. And yes, we are still banned, Eric. Uh, for a little bit, I thought we were unbanned. Wait, like five minutes. I don't even think it was that. I got an email that seemed to suggest we were unbanned. I ran to Twitter, and if you could run to a place like that, uh, open the I door. I bet you're still out of breath. I was. Open the door, hit that uh, link to our website, and you know what? No wow. malicious thing came up. That that crazy screen that stops you did not come up. I was all excited. I even announced it on a tweet. Then everybody kept saying, "Wait a minute!" I tweeted, "It still says you're malicious." Hit it then, and it was back. That's because you immediately pushed your NyQuil addiction. Yeah, I did. I did put a picture of the NyQuil up, and I was all excited. I thought that we were back. Back in the game. No. We are not. We are Dead still in the water. Banned. We're still the most dangerous podcast that me and you are both members of. Woo! Yes, we are. And you know what? This is the podcast for the week ending October 3rd, 2015, Eric. Horror Just movie figure night. Figure i throw that in <laughs> since it's October. <laughs> Is that how you would start the horror podcast? Because no, if that's it, I want to kill you. I'm going <laughs> to strangle you. I'm in a bad freaking mood. Look, tonight, I always wanted to be a horror host when I was a kid. This it is my was opportunity. the cellar dweller, didn't I yes, say? Yes, it was. What did I say? I was going to be eyesore. Yes. Wasn't that me? And now I'm eyesore. I hosted a uh, Halloween party a few years ago at a bar, and my buddy Jay was helping me. I was like, your name's eyesore. Just oh, go he was it. eyesore, so I yeah. wasn't eyesore. i got to come up with something for me. You can me. be eyesore. Eyesore no. can change actors. I don't I give don't a shit. I don't want eyesore now. You ruined it. You ruined it with oh. your fucking friends. What's his nickname besides Eyesore? Jay. I, I was just going to make a nickname. Knees. Kneecaps. 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 Stabs. Stabs. <laughs> Blady. Freaking uh, Tunneler. I love Tunneler. I'm just going to start naming all the Puppet Master puppets. 
Is that is Tunneler actually a name, or is that yes. one your dad gave? No. What did your he, dad call Tunneler? He thought Tunneler was Pinhead. Okay, and who did he think Pinhead was? Strangler. Strangler. <laughs> Not to be confused be with gr- Grappler. That'd be great if one of your friends was nicknamed Strangler. I wouldn't hang out with somebody named yeah, Strangler. I wouldn't either. Uh, yeah, I'm in a bad mood tonight. So Good. just get Good. ready, Eric. I hate you. I hate everyone. Uh, right before the podcast, my son backed up. Somehow he was backing up. Walking backwards, fell and hit his head on the radiator and had to go to the hospital. Just Good times. returned. They just returned. Uh, I thought they were You couldn't re- be bothered. You had comic books to read and get That's ready for. That's right. I had stuff to get ready for. He has a concussion. They didn't even give him stitches. He was bleeding all over the place. Uh, by the time he got to the hospital, that had ended. He has a concussion. And the problem was is they were asking him questions. Um you know, things that normal people would know, and he's so oblivious <laughs> that I think they gave him the severe concussion warning, uh, and it was just a mild concussion. He just didn't know what they were talking about. Year. You know, they asked, the, like, the crazy, <laughs> yeah, year, president, huh? <sighs> Eric, yes, yeah, so this night has been hectic already. So you can't, you can't let him go to sleep tonight, because last week he started talking in his sleep, but he was sleeping in this yes. place you're recording. Uh, I almost had him in here um, to lay down. No, here's the weird thing. He can go to sleep. I said, you're not allowed to go to sleep, right? And my wife, Tanya, said, no, they said he can go to sleep. We just have to wake him up in three hours. So I said, well, by the time this podcast is half over, I'll go with the <laughs> halftime and go, that. actually, I'm, I don't think this is going to be a very long one. So yeah, you're people, saying beforehand. I was like, yeah, what are you getting people, at now? These people that can t- take it and suck it. How about that? They want a long podcast. They're not getting it tonight. But I wanted to give them a long podcast. Well, then when I'm done, I'll, I'll cut out and you can talk horror. All right. It'll be your fucking horror out loud. <laughs> uh, speaking of podcasts, Eric, I listened to a couple this week, and I, right. I got an idea. And they were the Lantern Cast and Waiting for Doom. The reason I listened to Lantern Cast, I listened to it before, but I hadn't listened to it in a while. And uh, Manship and D-Ron, big fans. Yeah, uh, they're really pushing it. Yeah, they, they push it. Don't push ours, it doesn't seem. It's behind push the Push it real good. <laughs> no, D-Ron does. Manship, we're like his uh, dirty little secret. Uh, but no, they're pushing <laughs> Lantern Cast, and like I said, Waiting for Doom is the other one. And I thought to myself, you know what, first off, we listened to Lantern Cast uh, together in the car. And we kind of didn't laugh, but we said, you know what, these motherfuckers, they, they get to have this podcast where it's like once every couple weeks and they talk four books. Yep. Jesus Christ, we said we'd be in and out in like ten minutes. And uh, the Waiting for Doom is another one. That, and I thought, listen, this, screw this, all these books, Eric. We're gonna, I want to narrow it down. We're going to narrow it down. We're going to talk about one specific thing. Vibe. Uh, well, then you can, Well, what I came up with a couple, and I, I want to see how you like it. Uh, right. You Guess what the podcast would be. Weather alert. W- Weather wizard? Weather alert. Nope. That's the Stormwatch podcast. Oh. Uh, how, how about this? Dove and Hawk. Huh. Hawkman? No, that's the <laughs> Hawk and Dove podcast. How about this one? Nothing but Dick. Um... <laughs> nope, that's ATM? The, nope, that's the Lex Luthor podcast. No, it's the Nightwing podcast. And my last one, Eric, Taking a Dump. What is that one? That's weird out loud as far as I know. That's the Movement podcast, Eric. Thank you. Nobody remembers the Taking movement. Taking a Dump, the Movement podcast. That's just terrible. I know. Yeah, but what would you call the vibe one? Good Vibrations? That'd be pretty good. Breakdancing. Electric Boogaloo. The vibe Electric podcast. Boogaloo. Yeah, I, I, this whole thing, talking all these books, bunch of nonsense. But uh, you know what, too? People have complained all and on, on and on about the Flash reviews, Eric. No Flash reviews tonight. 
None at all. None, because there was only seven books. And those others, eh, the hell with it. We're no flash reviews. DC like, doesn't care about digital, neither do we. Nope. How do you like them apples? No flash reviews tonight. And guess what? No recklessness. No Reggie's recklessness. He Worst he podcast had, ever. He had a <laughs> podcast block. And he did tell me, he said, give me some shit because of this. Also, <laughs> when we get to it, I'll announce it already. This is Reggie's last mail. His last listener mail ever, Eric. Jeez, end of an era. Yep, because I told him. He said he feels kind of funny doing the mail anymore since he's a member of the cast. And I said that uh, he is part of the Weird Science uh, Get Fresh crew. <laughs> and that would be fine. If he didn't want to do the mail, I said it would make me sad. He said that he, he fully admitted that he likes to trip me up with those fancy words. Of course he does. Yeah, so he's... It's hilarious. Uh, yes, he's um. He's so now done. he's just filling in for Dan and not sending his thing in. Yep, just like Dan. Take that, Reggie. That's about the biggest Oosh. insult this podcast could give out. You know what, Dan? Dan's a writer. Oh, shut up now. He's a writer. He's making some. Uh, he's writing some serial uh, stories, and he's writing a um, screenplay here. A pilot. <laughs> a uh, pilot. Something, something. I don't know. I look at Dan's uh, Twitter a lot and laugh. That's that's just harsh shit, man. Because I'm a mean guy. Yeah. I like to read things and laugh. That's how I read your Twitter and cry. Oh. It does give me dreams, though. I, I was going to say. <laughs> it gives me dreams. It gives me a lot of dreams. And you know what? We're going to start off the podcast with what we always do. We're going to start off with something that gives me dreams and nightmares as well. And that is the DC Comic News, Eric. News, news, news. News, news, news. And the first news is a book was announced. Kind of. Kind announced. of. Yeah. Well, it was it announced. It, I'd say it was announced kind of new. Suicide Squad Most Wanted. Deadshot Katana coming in January, Eric. All right. And this is from DC's official announcement. Two of Amanda Waller's most lethal weapons get their time in the spotlight with the six-issue miniseries coming in January 2016. And a story written by Brian Bucciolato and art by Victor Bogdanovich and Richard Friend. Deadshot is on the run after escaping Belle Reve Penitentiary, taking on a series of new contracts and reestablishing himself as the world's deadliest marksman. But things are about to get complicated for Floyd Lawton when a figure from his past threatens to expose a dark secret. And Deadshot gets word of his next target, Lex Luthor. I kind of hope this ties into when Lex Luthor had that hit out on his head and it turned out to be his sister. Do you think that? I don't think it will be. No, I don't think so no. either. But I was um, thinking about that when I read this. Now I'm going to continue with the next part. Continue on. Writer Mike W. Barr returns to the character he co-created in Cult of the Cobra with art by Diogenes Nieves. Diogenes Nieves? Diogenes Nieves. In this new tale, Katana endeavors to save an entire nation from takeover by the mystical threat of Cobra. With a K, Eric. Oh, that means it's badass. But first, she's going to have to learn the origin of her sword, the Soul Ticker. Doesn't she know this by now? I don't Jesus know. Christ. Everything I've read of Katana deals with an origin toast, of the man. soul taker. You don't know how to make a bed. If she's to make... Nobody knows what we're talking about. No, absolutely about. not. If she's to maintain control over it instead of falling under its influence. Now, this was announced... That um, sounds boring as hell. Yeah, this was announced on, like, Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. I think Wednesday, was, I want to say. Well, new books came out, so I, I think oh, yeah, it might Thursday. have been Thursday. So this came out, and the weird thing about this is, is two things, is that... This katana was already announced yes. months and months ago to be one of these six-issue minis that were supposed to come out at the beginning of the year. And that included what others, Eric? Uh, Metal I, Men, Poison Ivy, Swamp Thing, Firestorm. My favorite joke, Metamorpho. Metamorpho. Yep. 
uh, Sugar and Spike. Sugar and Spike. I wish so, you get that one. Yeah. So there was these six. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they announced this, and it includes this katana. Now, not even looking at the story, I thought, what the hell? Is this the same katana that was going to be the six-issue mini before? So I, I actually um, talked to Victor Bogdanovich about the Deadshot a little. I congratulated him. He talked to me. I asked him if he's going to be riding that rickshaw because <laughs> now he's going to be on a, a major book. Uh, like I said, I don't think you understand what comic creators make. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he told me that I don't understand things. Um, but I wanted to know if this was this katana because what's weird about this is they're making it seem like this is a whole new announcement, and it's not. Yeah. No. Uh, so I did get word uh, officially yesterday by, uh, from Dan DiDio. We sent Dan DiDio a note. He said that I said, is this the same katana that we heard about months ago? And he put one in the same. And I think that this is the best part. Is we talked to a bunch of people. Nobody seemed to yeah, know. Nobody knew. Um, it was easy. Is that we once, talked to everybody on Deadshot. Yeah. Well, once you figure out that it's Mike W. Barr, yeah, then you're like, okay, uh, yeah, it's the same. Plus, the cult of the Cobra gives it up because did they, they change the cult that. from K to C? Yeah, to they did. They it was K cult before, but they changed it to C, Eric, because they just a little see, less nonsense. They, yeah, I was gonna say they didn't want to seem like too I much douchebags, but. Uh, what happened is I, I commend them for doing this, and also I cry a little bullshit. Not bullshit, but I, actually I should commend them fully. Yeah. Because I don't think that what I cry bullshit is they should have announced, hey, guys, we hey think guys. this katana is not going to sell shit, and we're losing a lot of money, so fuck it. We're going to add Deadshot in and call it Suicide Squad Most Wanted and pretend that it's a tie into the movie. Or at People least like Deadshot. He's a badass. It, it, all this is to me is that this Katana book is a bunch of hooey that was going to sell 9,000 copies at most, and they needed to do something. And the way to do it is to put Deadshot in and tie it in with the movie. Uh, we'll done give and them, done. I will, I'll give them kudos for doing it because actually it's a pretty good idea. Oh, I thought I so as well. I believe this double shot of Deadshot Katana will sell more than just Katana, and you put that Suicide Squad in for the movie coming out, get some hype up. Uh, we think that this actually came about somewhat with this uh, Supergirl. Because they, what did they do for Supergirl, Eric? What they book panicked they and had to put Supergirl Essentials, which was yeah. number one from 2011. Number one from 2011. I think that somebody probably heads rolled and they said, what the hell is going on? Now they came up with this idea. <laughs> now I said to you. Who's in charge of marketing around yeah, here? Well, I said, to, who are you, Jimmy Pomiati? I said <laughs> that what's weird about these other books, I assume they were all going to come out together. These minis. It made and sense. So this one's coming out, but we have not heard anything about these other minis. Like you said, it includes uh, Poison Ivy, which we were afraid to review because people hate us when we don't yes. like it, or if we did like it, we, we wouldn't like, like it enough. enough. And But that was seemed like a big one that people would want. Um, the others, though, there's not... I mean, Metal Men, I know you like See, Metal Men. Me, that's about it as yeah. far as I know. Uh, that Firestorm. Not, that's, <laughs> Firestorm might sell a little, and again, they'll probably tie that in with Flash somehow because he's on Flash. I, I, no, he's going to be... A, well, no, he's not going to be because no. Dr. Stein's in Legends yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, no. so it, it's weird, but I don't see Metamorpho. Uh, I know Aaron Lepresti was doing that, but you haven't heard anything. And in fact, I don't think any of these others, besides this Katana now have even had an announced um, artist. artist, and I don't know what's going on. Uh, either they're going to be pushed back. I don't think all of them will, will be released. And, and if it, they do, I think they're going to... We were talking about earlier today where they'll do these double issues again. Yeah, yeah they'll like double Like Poison it Ivy Swamp thing. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Poison Ivy Swamp thing would, would make sense. 
Um, but yeah, metal Met- men, metal, metal men, metal morpho. But still, there, metal men or metal men, I think would sell around the same as um, the Forever People book. Oh, that's bad news. And though. yeah, that's not good. And I think um, Metamorpho will sell less. Metamorpho to me is a seven thousand an issue. And you I'm, think the I'm Metamorpho you, is worse than Metal Man? Yeah, I do. That's crazy. Uh, I think that Metal Man you'll go by and see the car. I bet you the covers will be pretty cool. They got some team going. Yeah, both are bombs. Um, but and I'm not even talking about the number one issues because number ones are always skewed. Yeah. I'm telling you, by issue three, almost all those I, Poison Ivy should sell. Um, but I again, I don't know how shit. it would be. If they make it goofy like a Harley, I actually think it would sell more. Uh, but people don't. I don't want that. People, I don't either. But again, I think I lost in that lottery, and I'm supposed to review it. Uh, I don't think well, most it, of these. Well, with any luck, this will never come out. No, I, I, you think Sugar and Spike's going to come out now? They have no. all this thing about no more backgirling and no more this, and oh, we're in trouble. We lost $2 million. Oh, we did this. And you're going to say, you're going to try to convince people that, you know, <laughs> we're going to have sugar and spike. And I told you, I think one of the things about this is that they they can't afford to have another big, like, bombs. This DCU so far is bomb. Yeah. Correct? Just Correct, bomb. Correct, man. They're, they're uh, freaking canceling books. They're doing all this stuff. I guess Omega Men's coming back. I have more theories on Omega Men. Later. I'm saying Prez is not getting those other six issues. No, Prez is never seeing those other six. You know what I'm saying? They can't afford to have these bombs. And I and say by, the, uh, by January, we get the announcement when the rest of the books are canceled. And you know what's funny is the problem with these six issues. Is you, you release the six-issue mini, it's really hard to cancel. Yeah. It's six issues. So you have a metamorpho. It goes out the gate. It starts failing at three. You can't just, boom, fail. You already have these issues. You're going to release them, and I don't even know well, that books they don't can get make... canceled at that point. Well, anyway. I'm, that's what I'm saying, but when there's such bombs, they can't do anything about it because you always get that six or seven issues. So a six issue mini, you, you let it out there, and it's got to go. Yeah, and I don't. I think that they're cutting their losses. I think. Well, even they will. if it's not, though, they're not cutting a book before six issues. No, but that's what I'm saying. So that's why I think they're never going to do it. Because why would you put out a book that you know is only going to sell seven thousand copies when you know you won't be able to, you won't cancel it before then? It's going to lose money. It's like Mystic You, that freaking book in Dark Universe, and I think Dark Universe would have been a hit. I do but, not. Uh, it would have been more than these. I bet you would have sold nineteen to twenty-four. Thousand. We don't even know anything about it. How can um, we say because that? Because it's the only dark book. Constantine the Hellblazer. Well, yeah, see? That's a bunch of crap. But that what sells okay. Hell? And Justice League Dark was selling okay. It, it was all right. It wasn't a 10,000 book. No, it you was in the, like, that, the low 20s. Yeah, you would think that most of the people who read that would probably go to Dark Universe. It's basically, it basically to what we heard, it was going to be Justice League Dark Part 2. That's all. And Mystic we heard you, stuff? Yeah. They just said it was going to be the dark characters. What else do you need? I don't even remember that. Yeah, they said that when they announced I just remember a title, Dark Universe. No, they Universe. said that, and then Mystic You, they had that, and we got a little deal with that. A little taste. Then nothing happened. That got canceled. So right there, I think they're canceling all these. If we don't hear anything about it in the Comic-Con next week, the New York Comic-Con, then I think that shit's gone wrong. And like DC does, they'll never announce that it's not coming out. They'll just hope you forget about it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think they're hoping that people forgot about this katana. Not that it's embarrassing or anything, but that if I was asking questions, if this was actually at a 
like a press conference and you get to stand up at the mic, I'd say, well, what, what happened? Why isn't this Katana just a six-issue mini? Why are you getting it with this dead shot now and trying to tie it in with the Suicide Squad? Which, again, I'm saying that, and I think it's a say, smart it's a idea. idea yeah. But, again, if, if this Katana was so strong, it would have been by itself. They could have had two books. And Katana's we said, not strong, though. Well, no. Well, then and this why story you, seems pretty goddamn weak. And why would you even announce it as a, a six-issue before then on its own? It just doesn't make sense. Because they didn't realize that DCU was going to be a bomb at that point. Well, yeah. Well, again, did they think they were just printing money at that point? They came out of Convergence, and they have this DCU. Did they think that everything was going to fucking come up roses? I don't know. Convergence made a decent amount of money. Yeah, it did. But uh, people, uh, the, you know, the people who read it weren't too pleased. A lot and of people. Where the hell was it? Manship got into it? Yeah, Manship loved it, but a lot of people, I'm telling you, this DCU, part of it is the hangover from that convergence. People don't know what's going on. They change too much in, in too short a time. Uh, the other thing is, who knows how much we said that we would like this to be a two ninety nine book. There's no way. No, I'm saying three ninety nine. It probably will be three ninety nine. We said, though, two ninety nine would be great. Get yeah. these, Get people on, get them in. And it is, it's the creator of freaking, the co-creator of Katana, and boy, she had that book with Gail, or not Gail Simone, uh, and Nocenti, which we were talking about with the worst dialogue I've ever heard in the book, <laughs> and it was, an, it was nonsense. So hopefully this will get people, you know, that like Katana, I don't know how many people are out there, they'll let, you know, they'll have their book that they can hang their hat on her. Speaking of hanging our hats, the next uh, thing... What does this have to do with hanging hats? It doesn't have anything to do with it. HBO confirms that the Watchmen TV series talk with Zack Snyder is going on, Eric. Oh, yeah? And it's it going said, on. Talk, yep, huh? The original story was by Collider, and they reported that Watchmen director Zack Snyder had been meeting with HBO about adapting the Alan Moore Dave Gibbons series in some form to a television series, but that no project has been greenlit yet. Collider reported at that point they had no details about what sort of project HBO and Snyder would have met about. A prequel, a sequel, a reimagining of the main series, it's all speculation. They said HBO reportedly has a notoriously difficult development process for television series, so even if the meetings have occurred, as reported, it does not mean a project will be developed. Well, this week also then there was an update. HBO confirmed that they did have discussions about the Watchmen television series, and they said preliminary discussions regarding Watchmen have occurred. But we have no additional information and no deals are in place, said an unnamed HBO spokesperson. Okay, so no news. Now, Deadline elaborated on the story, citing unnamed sources and saying that these preliminary discussions took place several months ago, but has since concluded. I'm saying that. They, people talk. Oh, they're news. saying that. No, HBO, here's the thing. If, if, if nothing was going to come about, HBO never would have commented. So they're going to do something. There'd be no comment. They That's the just wouldn't thing, say though. anything. What are they going to do? Because I don't want to see before Watchmen. Well, Watchmen, in my mind, with by Zack Snyder was done perfectly. Yeah, they I, even got rid of the squid yeah. vagina monsters, which I hated from the original. Yeah, I think it's going to be like how, um, what was it? Uh, when they did The Shining. When they redid that on yeah. TV, and it was like that long-form version, a little more uh, it was closer to the, to the book. book. Yeah. I think that's what this will be. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I think that's what it'll be, though. And I'm telling you, if, if this was not happening, I don't think HBO would say anything. They wanted to put this out so that people would talk about it more and see what's going down. I don't think anything will come from it. Yeah, I do. Like I said, if you're HBO, why even comment then? It's why confirm, yeah, we were talking, and I, I think that, that something's going on. But we will see. The next bit of news, Eric, and the last one for the podcast is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice received a PG-13 rating. 
2016's Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, has been rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America, citing intense sequences of violence and action throughout, and some sensuality. Sensuality? Yep, sensuality. I read sexuality earlier. I'm like, man, this shit's getting great. Sensuality. Zack Snyder's film contained... Well, first off, you get uh, Ben Affleck in a movie, you're already going to get some sensuality. Fucker's dreamy as hell. That's trouble. uh, You can't have a G-rated movie with that sexy motherfucker. Do you ever just stare into his eyes? I have. Yeah. I did earlier today. Zack Snyder's film continues in the various big two superhero movies aiming for PG-13 as opposed to PG or R. For comparison, Man of Steel's PG-13 rating warned of intense sequences of sci-fi violence, action, and destruction... And for some language. Now, I gotta ask you, does anything really matter between PG and PG-13 in anybody's minds? Like, the general populace? Uh, I don't think that the general populace, but I think that when it comes to people who have the money behind the movie, it does. Yeah, but uh, it what's a PG to a PG-13? I'm it does telling you, nothing. I bet you if we looked right now, the difference in PG movies to PG-13 and what ends up uh, box office, it does have something to do with it. Because they were pushing for this PG-13 big. I remember when like they started pushing that when I was a kid, and that never made sense to me. Parental guidance, unless you're 13, then you're fine. Well, that's so. Then your uh, parents can use the movie theater as a babysitter, Eric. Which my mother did. My mother, I'll say, same. back in those sec- days. My mother's second job was at a uh, drive-in movie theater. She worked at con- the concession stand. Now, we couldn't afford a babysitter, so she would park the car in front of the screen, and I would watch movies till I fell asleep. Yep, that's how you got the way you are. Yes. An asshole. Awesome. An asshole. Uh, I, it's weird. I, I tell stories about when I was a kid. And like, oh, my mom took me to see that. Or I saw this. And I'm telling you, some of these movies, I don't know how I was in there. And <laughs> there's even like a weird one. Like I actually went and saw Saturday Night Fever. Right. Uh, with a, like two friends from my street. And that, I was probably at that point eight, right. nine. And I think that's rated R. I don't know. Yeah. Not Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of craziness in that freaking movie. It's been a while, but I don't think it's been that bad. Uh, It's pretty bad. Uh, There's some craziness. There's some suicide, Eric. There's some crazy. You look it up. You look up. I'm looking right now, motherfucker. (laughs) Telling you. And if they did, they'll push it to that P. Even if it was PG, I was there by myself. All right. It, It says R and PG. Yeah. I'm telling you, I bet you it's changed since then. Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff in that movie. Um, yeah, I went. I saw what was Jaws. Look up Jaws because my mom took me to that. But I have a feeling that had to have been uh, that had to have been R back in the day. And we went to we saw that at the freaking goddamn beach. You looking Saturday, it up? Saturday Night Fever is rated R. Holy yeah, shit! That's what I'm telling you. It was not. I was I think watching it's rated it, PG now. Yeah, well, we were watching it in the yeah. theater, and even then, I was like, I shouldn't be here. But you I, little shit. Yeah. I'll tell you, that was exciting. What year did it come out? 77. 77. I was eight years old. I was saying, uh, Jaws was PG. Okay. That seems like they, I think uh, they freaking push that. That seems weird. Somebody but they greased the wheels a little bit at the MPA. The freaking nudity in there, the freaking violence was over the top. There's, there's no nudity really in it. Yeah, you can't really see anything. You can't really girl, see anything. I saw boob, Eric. I saw, saw side boob. boob. It doesn't matter. Side boob is boob. No, no. It's all about nipple. Come on. I guess. It's areola. Isn't he a colorist? Areola Grande? Ulysses Areola. <laughs> uh, but that's the news, sir. That's it. Boy, we Now are... I just want to talk about more movies. Yeah? You want to talk some more movies? Well, guess yeah. what things are rated? 
<laughs> what was um, Salem's Lot? What was Salem's Lot rate? Uh, what was that Amityville was a, Horror rated? Amityville Horror was rated R. I it saw so. that in the theater. When okay. did that come out? That was uh, 79, 78, 79. I'm like 9 or 10. My mom freaking took me to see that. I, was, I don't know what Salem's Lot was. That was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, that was scary, though. No, it was not. It scared the crap It is so me. tame. I own that flick. I'm like, what this is, is boring. What is Beast Man? Is that rated R? That was Beast Man. He-Man H? villain? H for freaking Beastmaster, I meant. Is oh, that Beast Beastmaster. Is that rated H for horrible? Beastmaster is a great flick. I saw that so many times. So have I. I own that oh, movie. Oh, my God. That was not a great flick. I watch that flick all the time. I, that doesn't mean it's great. I, the shit you watch, you come into work. <laughs> hey, I didn't do any reviews last night, but I watched freaking Police Academy 5. I would never watch Police Academy 5. <laughs> like, oh, great. I'm sure that people want to see your reviews. Freaking love Police Academy 5. Beastmaster's rated PG. Yeah, I was just joking. I, I know. I didn't. I saw hey, you, I'm sorry. You see Tanya Roberts freaking uh, tits and that. Yeah, well, I saw it on HBO. Once that hit HBO, all bets were off, Eric. I waited till my mom. My mom and dad worked real early, and they would go to bed at 7, so I would wait, and then I, it was freaking free, fair game, everything. Yeah. I'd look, there's Tanya Roberts, boom. Barbarella's on, ooh-wee. Oh, yeah. Pants off, Eric. <laughs> Pants to the ground. Uh, but that's news. We're going to get on to listener mail. I'm going to keep a tight pace. Reggie liked the pace last week. Everybody was saying that they, they really <laughs> liked last uh, episode. After that katana bit, that was not a quick pace there. It's a quick pace now. Listener mail. Uh, you can get a listener mail. We're going to read all these. But if you want us to read your listener mail, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Ooh, we will read of, everything. Speaking of movies, since mm. it is October, I've decided kind of unofficially that I'm going to watch a horror movie a day. You're going to cricket me now? If I have the crickets, they'd be going. You son of a bitch. Horror movie a day, everybody. Here's the thing. You're saying this. You're announcing this, but yet there's no announcement for anything. It's just going to be you sitting at your house watching a horror movie. Yes, this is an accomplishment in my mind. I even said to you, though, you should just tweet each day what movie you're watching. I'm not going to do that, so why announce it? I'm talking what, to you. So everybody's going to be sitting there. You told Ooh, me this already. Eric going to watch yeah, this They're week? sitting there at home. Ooh, <laughs> I wonder what Eric's watching tonight. I hope that he's watching the Poltergeist. Yeah, that would be a good one to watch. The You're right. One. The new one. I don't want to watch that. Okay. I, know I watched Return of the Living Dead 3 on the first. Okay. The hell did I watch last night? Police Academy 5. Police Academy 5, the worst horror movie ever made. Rocky 4. <laughs> So that's how this is where it's gonna go bad because I can never remember what the fuck I watch. You could watch uh, Goonies. I don't want to watch Goonies. Uh, watch Goonies too many times. Evil Dead Two was on your top uh, five '80s movies at one point. Yeah. Yep. I had to bump it though. Yep, it got bumped off. I'm looking at my uh, Evil Dead Two poster right now. But how about Gremlins? You can watch Gremlins. I already watched Gremlins last week. Hmm. No, did you? Are you gonna tell us what you watched? Or are we moving on? I guess we're going to move on because I can't remember. Jesus Christ. This podcast sucks. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Listener mail. The first listener mail is from Guillermo Nicholas Paglisi. Paglisi. He sent the email, let's talk, please. Did did you get back to him? (laughs) No. This seems like a plea. I don't know what this is. I get these occasions. He wants to talk. I don't know if this is some crazy thing that if I send it back, he's going to see. He's malicious. He's going to send some sort of virus through the. You you know what it is? I don't know. I talk all the time about how you become pen pals with these people. He just wants a friend. He just wants a friend, Jim. 
And you didn't get back I'm to him. I'm not going to be friends with a guy. I can't even pronounce his goddamn name. Guillermo. What's wrong with Guillermo? Pigli- I don't know how to pronounce this last name. I said Puglisi. Puglisi. I don't yeah. think it's Puglisi. It's Puglisi. Pugliesia. Oh, you're the worst. Let's talk. Please. See, he he's... Please, man. Please. He's reaching out to you with an open hand, and you're just fucking turning him away to the cold. No, it's just like I went to um, go food shopping today, uh, do a little extra food shopping earlier today after we worked. And we went in, and there were guys collecting money for some sort of, uh, like, halfway house. Charity, yeah. Yeah, they put their hands out, and uh, Rafe gave them the, hey, give you five. He gave him some skin, Eric. <laughs> That's they good raising your hand, kids you got they there. put out their hand and he gave them five. Uh, oh, yeah. it was great. Not five dollars either. Oh, I got you. Take that, you halfway home. Low five. It, it was weird, too, because I actually, as I was thinking of, they're there collecting for this halfway house, and I don't know. I just looked at them like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm awful. You I are. Just, I didn't like their look. I didn't like the way they looked. I thought they, were all, they weren't on the up and up. Really? I, yeah, I think they were trying. Why, because it was shabby clothes, Mr. Rockefeller? No, it wasn't even shabby clothes. It just seemed weird. It didn't seem official. It didn't seem official. Did me. you ask to see their license? Nope. I just ran in. It was at Walmart. I ran in Walmart, uh, got my shit, and went home. And next, we're going to move on to the next mail. All uh, right. Uh, Guillermo, if you're listening, uh, we're not talking, so go Oh, my home. God. The next one, Rude Boy says, Jim and Eric. I've been listening for a while and love the podcast. The problem is I listen at work, and by Tuesday, I have nothing else to listen to. I know there are other pods to listen to. He uses that, pods. But you guys make me laugh, and my job is really shitty, and other podcasts just make me tired. So, please make the podcast at least 10 six, hour, ten, six hours long. Longer would be better. What's 10 six hours? I don't know. Maybe one at 10 and then six. I don't know. we got to do I, 10 podcasts that are six hours yep, long. I gotcha. don't care if it's Jim talking about his shit, which I find I funnier than Eric would care to know, or Eric talking about horror movies with puppets. All right. That Let's get up, on this. That brings up my next point. Where's the 80s strike back? You guys <laughs> just threw it out there and got my hopes up and never delivered, kind of like Eric's dad. Oh, come <laughs> on, rude boy. That's fucked what up. What gives? Are you ever? Are we ever going to hear this first po- episode or what? Love the podcast. Just make it longer. Rude boy from Australia. Well, thank from you, rude Australia. boy. Hey there, mate. We were actually talking about hey, recording last night. Get it on the Barbie. Oh Jesus hey, rude Christ! Boy. What did you, you say? You done? What did you say? <laughs> I was talking about how it's we were. It's not a knife. Hate you so much. This is a knife. That's <sighs> actually my New Zealand. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Um, we were talking. Oh, I hate you, goddammit. I'm about to start coughing. Okay, what were we talking about? We were talking about recording yesterday, but then we were really tired. It was a long ass week. We're like, yeah. you know, we're going to put it off for this week and we'll do it, just do it next Friday. Yeah, we did say we're going to try to do the top five next Friday and hopefully it'll be under an hour. And then God, we, we'll put it out there in this rude boy. That's not a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. And there goes Rude Boy's listenership. Hey, Rude Boy. I think Rude Boy should write in again. We always say that when you write in the first time that we try to be nice so they write in again, and I, I don't think Rude Boy's doing it. Speaking of, You're in uh, a weird mood tonight. Yeah, I'm in a bad mood. Speaking of Australia or New Zealand, Shisonga's next, there. Remember, I... Stop, I, chalk, I stop talking Shisonga. Shisonga. Hello, Shisonga! <laughs> hey, Jim and Eric. So, truth finally ended in my personal displeasure. It all came off as garbage. Agreed. I agree. This entire event has just shown us that everyone is an ass, especially Superman, who comes off as a dick in Superman, Wonder Woman, Clark's powers come and go as the plot demands. 
Vandal and his crew are idiots. If their end game is to depower Superman to use him because of his state, he's just a guy with some invulnerability and strength. He's just a guy, Jim. He's, yeah, we'll hear about that later. <laughs> I'll fucking kill somebody. After reading some issues and checking your reviews, this is my personal list from top to bottom of the best of those mediocre titles to the worst hot garbage. Number hold one, on, hold on a second. This is a pro- I have a problem with this, though. Chisanga, if you're going to do a list like this, you got to start with the least favorite first and work down to the best. No, no, no. He goes with it. You want me to switch up his list so we go uh, worst to best? I want to do worst to best. Okay. I like that. The worst. Number four, Superman. And he puts Agreed. honestly no surprise. Not I agree at all. as well. Number three, Batman Superman. Agree as well. Agree. Uh, I'm telling you, though, we, we go to this. Um, there is a jump between Superman to Batman Superman, in my opinion. That, that it's not close. Everything Superman is by far the worst. And, and then Batman you, Superman. Then you jump up to Batman. No, I'm saying Superman's the worst. Oh, I then when you for, like no, personally. No, when you jump up to Batman Superman. That's a hell of a jump. It's a hell of a jump. And then the rest, I'm telling you, uh, they're closer. Because Batman Superman and the next one he says Wonder, uh, Superman Wonder Woman, they're yeah. close. I, I'm telling Not you. In my mind. I don't think that they're... Uh, say, uh, I would say Superman to me as a whole for this thing would be about a four. Right. Batman Superman's about a 5.56. Five, Superman Wonder Woman's like a 6.5. And Action Comics, which he says is the best, is about a 7 at the most. I'm so I, I agree with the list, though. That's my yeah, order. That's, and I think your order my, as well. Yeah, that's our order. Um, in fact, that last Action Comics, I even said on the podcast, I liked it better once we talked about it. And that really upped the ante on that. But yeah, Superman itself. And we're going to talk about the number And like Batman, later. Superman, you went on and on about how like like uh, Jim Gordon was the worst. And I thought the Clark yeah, yeah, was the worst. Yeah. Um, the only thing that just, when it became that goofiness near the end, it, it angered me. But at least it was something different. Hey, kids, Aquaman. And I, I had a little <laughs> bit of fun with it. Uh, this Superman that we're going to talk about later. Holy crap. I'm, lo- I'm looking right now to see my overall score for the Superman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's it got to be vote. it's got to be a five. <laughs> it's got to be something like that. Yeah, I was gonna look it up too, and somehow mine crashed. I'm saying that. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I can't podcast. load this up now. Oh goodness gracious! Nope. I'm gonna tell you, yours was a four five. Oh yeah, what four do you five? think of that, Eric? Hold Shea? on, I it just loaded up. Did it? All yeah, right. It is. It is. <laughs> Here we go. 5.6. 5.6 as a total for that. What it looks like yeah oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry that i was including superman 23.4 which is the only superman i did besides that and that was but, uh that was cyborg superman I yeah yeah all right so first issue of the truth six second five third 6.5 and the last one four giving spoilers away for this podcast yes yes you gave it a four a five four at the end oh you gave it a four at the end okay that's okay because boy I did not like it. And I didn't um, see anybody emailing me or fucking jumping down my throat about giving Superman a four. Yeah, nobody was pissed at you. Boy, <laughs> they, people actually got a little mad at me this week. We'll get That's to right. that a little later. But uh, And he says, we all know the Superman has been the poorest title of the... So between Action Comics, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, what do you guys think was the best? And I do think Action Comics. Action Comics. And it was. And uh, it's, again... It's more of the tallest midget in the circus because it wasn't, or it's like a shit sandwich that doesn't taste so bad. I'm the world's smallest shit giant. sandwich, I said. Uh, yes, but yeah, this truth. And again, 
He calls it an event. I'm no longer calling it that because they really tried to make us think it was an event, but nope. it was not. It was uh, a four-part crossover that was not an event. No, no. Well, then, thanks, Jasanga, for making me miserable about this event. You are already miserable. I know, I am. The next up is Pistol Obsidian Blackbird McKnight says, Hey, Jim and Eric, started last week's podcast. Maybe think I was listening to reading of the Harley Quinn book with all the talk about Jim's asshole. Seriously, right? And I'm not talking about Eric. Oh. <laughs> but unlike the Harley book, all of Jim's toilet talk was actually funny. Bullshit. I had cashews today, Eric. I hate I you so much. I don't know why. I, it, I ended up having cashews in the toilet bowl. I haven't eaten cashews in like a you month. You can't afford cashews. Cashews. Yeah, what am I, rich? <laughs> I wanted to tell you all about my experience on the so-called Batman Day. I went out to three separate brick-and-mortar comic and toy shops to pick up the free Endgame special and a couple other books. Because I'm a decent human being, I was perfectly willing to put a couple bucks in their register and not just grab my free comics and run, unlike you two dirtbags. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have <laughs> stated how I cannot just go in and take something free. I have to buy something else. I'm a dirtbag, Eric. Yeah, I, you I are I grab them and run. The hell with them. I firstly went to Forbidden Planet, the biggest and least friendly comic store in my city. <laughs> they weren't taking part in Batman Day, and they looked at me like That's I weird. had two heads when I inquired about it and the books I wanted. Of Forbidden which they Planet, you think they would. Yeah, I know. It's weird that a major uh, thing like that wouldn't have it. Uh, You're like Midtown not doing it. Yeah. I hate trying to buy comics in the stores. It's always full of assholes buying pop vinyl figures, and you're made to feel like a pariah for actually trying to buy comics in a comic shop. It's like going God to Comic-Con. Forbid. Yeah, really. It's like art shop. If you go and, you know, the, he has DC books, but God forbid if you want any. Oh, yeah. I then went to two other smaller but equally unfriendly comic stores where I had no luck either. Seriously. You'd think they would find more passionate people to sling comics, but it seems to be a prerequisite that they have to want to kill themselves and have no polite social skills to be hired. It's like our work. <laughs> all in all, I wasted a couple of hours off, uh, off my day oh. off, of my day off, a couple hours of, of my day off and went home thoroughly pissed with no comics and a resolution to order all my comics online from now on. Hashtag fuck Batman, fuck Batman day. That's Poor a pretty Batman good hashtag. Day. I did, however, pick up some great comic bargains at the MCM Comic-Con here in Glasgow a few days later, including a copy of The Adventures of Superman number 14 with the co Joker cover done by Jock. Jock. Yeah. He's yeah, a fellow you did not. Agent. You did not like that story. I fucking hated it, which had a ridiculous eBay price online, but I got for cover price. Uh, I want Obsidian Blackbird McKnight there, Chris. Tell me what you think of that comic, because I fucking hated it. When that came out, I was doing the, the Adventures of Superman, the digital reviews. Yeah. Boy, and there was a lot of hype about that. Also, it was up for an Eisner, Eric. Max Landis it, and shit. It didn't win. It didn't win the Eisner. Uh, but it was up for one. I hated it. I hated every fucking minute of that comic. And I believe that way back in the day, Max Landis called me out on that review. Oh, yes, he Basically did. called me an asshole. All right. Anyway, keep up the great work here on the podcast and on the site. Love, Pistol, Obsidian, Blackbird, McKnight. Hashtag, I think I'm lonely. Hashtag, Jim is my new pen pal. Hashtag, now I'm going to harass him. P.S. <laughs> how about other listeners mail in their worst comic buying experiences? Uh, what are you, trying to you trying to make this podcast longer? Getting people involved with the mail? Well, hey, I'm Jim. Gonna, I'll give him Chris's email. <laughs> you can, they can send him. You what? think this would be a good time to announce my idea to open my own comic shop like we were talking your, about earlier this week? Your own comic shop? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that wouldn't make any difference. It's in Quakertown. I'd, I'd open up at that shop at the old bookstore there that now is a uh, tux rental place. Yeah, Just got to burn that place out, and I'll be able to open up my comic shop. It's a perfect location. Is it? Yeah, it's right down the street from uh, uh, Rita's Water Ice. Would you be a douchebag to people when they come in and they want some comics? 
Honestly, I would go in not, but I think in that surrounding, you have to become high fidelity. No, you can't. And the thing is, I would hope that if you owned it and you had some asshole that you hired, probably by the name of Jim, (laughs) and he was a jerk, you would fire his ass. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. Everybody who works at a comic shop has to make it the movie High Fidelity. Yeah, it's weird. The comic shop's like that, and then you know what the opposite of that is? For Now, people might call me out on this and say that's not true. Anytime I would go to the GameStop back when I was into games or whatever, yeah. boy, they, would like, they wouldn't like they would hate anything. They loved things so much that it was equally annoying. <laughs> They'd start pushing. Because, boy, they all they wanted you to do was buy that goddamn Game Informer magazine and uh, also uh, pre-order. Yeah. So with this pre-order, oh, pre-order, you should pre-order this game. What, you're not going to have enough? It's What, it's going to sell out with printing three copies? <laughs> you son of a bitches. I remember the last game, calm that, down. last game I pre-ordered was the way back in the first Xbox, uh, Brute Force, the game was. I don't even I, know that game. Oh, my God, I thought it was going to be great. It was a, um, a team-based uh, third-person shooter type thing. Uh, Squad-based. You had the squad that included, like, a lizard man. So, like, Gears of War. I mean, Mass Effect. Yeah, but this was was more shooter. Um, The team was, like, this crazy... Oh, I thought it was going to be great. I pre-ordered that piece of crap. I got it. Oh, my... Worst game. Yeah, the worst game was that Army Simulator where you didn't actually get to play. You just ordered your squad around. I I didn't mind that. I know. God, I hated that game. I I didn't even know what to do. Uh, Did you you ever play Steel Battalion with the big controller? No. Have that $150 controller, and they they made this big thing that you were going to get this controller, and they were going to come out with other games for it. And I think <laughs> it came out with a sequel, and that's it. No other game. I'm telling you, this thing had like it was a whole thing you'd put on your like desk. Huge. So stupid. There's a lot of shit. Don't you wish you had all that money back? Yeah, I wish I did. I wish that I had uh, some of those games back. My oldest son seemed to have. Uh, gotten into my game uh, collection and pawned a bunch of them to get some spending money, Eric. Did, did you hit him? No, he was already moved out by then. He doesn't mean he can't hit him. No, that once that happens, once they move out, then you have to go and shoot them or kill them. Oh, God. That's why I didn't do it. I kept my anger inside. The next mail is Manship. The Quakertown Tapeworm and America's Headache are putting oh. together a podcast about their favorite 80s movies. What could possibly go wrong? That's right. It's not like the directors and writers from those movies are still relevant enough to do anything about it. This podcast should be a hit, as the Weird Science Podcast listeners don't have a life or social skills anyway, so what else are we going to do but listen to these guys have more mini-strokes and abuse (laughs) cold medicine? (laughs) Hopefully Reggie will have an hour-long segment breaking down how the Breakfast Club movie smashes the cultural barrier during an era of rampant and blatantly politically incorrect stereotyping. Hoo-wee, Reggie. That that sounds sounds pretty good, actually. Reggie going to take that? Whew. This special podcast is not all pinatas and RC cola, however, ah. the warning has been issued to the guys by an unknown source. If Better Off Dead does not make the list, there will be consequences to pay. Uh-oh. There are no details on these consequences at this time, but coincidentally, John Cusack did post his latest perfect shooting range target paper on Twitter minutes after this warning message appeared. What happened to him? I, uh, we always say we love John Cusack, and boy, he is a dick. Yeah. He hates Better Off Dead. He hated it the minute he saw it. Remember that we read? We talked about this on the podcast before. Did we? He went to the, I believe he walked out of the premiere. Yes, he did. As a young fellow because he said that the the director made him look like a jerk. And you know what? He's been doing the same since, Eric. Is that Savage Steve Holland? That was. Yes, Savage Steve Holland. Uh, Yes. Remember I told you I have a theory about that movie. That I told you that um, I made up that theory that he actually did commit suicide and the rest of the movie is what he thinks as he's dying. Oh, it's like his brain dead yeah, state? Yeah, because his brain dead state. He's in a coma. 
because the shit's everything going gets wrong. weird. Shit's after going that. wrong. You got hamburgers dancing around. You got freaking cousin Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but cousin Ricky's my cousin. It's just Ricky. <laughs> I love cousin Ricky, but who yeah. is pretty much cousin Ricky. He is pretty much the same guy. <laughs> Oh, you have, you have Ricky's mom. You have I mom. love Ricky's mom. Oh, yes. Hopefully, Tapeworm and Headache do not stop at 80s movies. The demand for a podcast. What's your you. name, Snowbuddy? <laughs> Charles DeMar? Charles DeMar. Not, not you, you, geek. geek. <laughs> uh, the best is at the end. Yeah. Oh, no. Glad you brought your date. You should have shaved her first. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing the whole time. Uh, yes. All right, fuck this podcast. The, We're going to go watch the, Better I Off know, Dead. The demand for the 80s TV shows Blue Thunder, Airwolf, and Knight Rider is causing the internet to crash twice this past week. And that is signed Animal Manship. I don't and, remember uh, Blue Thunder. Yeah, uh, Blue Thunder. Actually, I thought Blue Thunder was the movie with um, Roy Scheider, but I think that's that's something different. Blue Thunder. Airwolf, I though. I never liked Airwolf at all. Neither have I. Knight Rider, I, I love. Step Pops is really I love, tough. yeah. Well, I, Airwolf was more of an older fella's, you know, an older person's show. You do know he's your age, right? Yeah. Is he? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's an old soul. Yeah, I remember like my dad kind of liking Airwolf a bit, but Knight Rider I was in, and I went back and watched some of those, and it's garbage. Yeah, but yeah, it just go, that, go back car. and watch MacGyver. Yeah, MacGyver. You don't like MacGyver anymore? No, I've never liked MacGyver. Yeah. I actually went back and watched it because you know? of how much I liked him in SG One. Really? You know, I've never watched one episode of MacGyver ever. I I've watched one full episode because I went to go check it out and I couldn't get through it. Actually, so I guess I didn't watch one full episode because I didn't get through it. No, oh, really. Uh, MacGyver was like a joke then. Uh, My friends all loved it. Had ton- I How it. many seasons? It had tons. I don't know, like 27? It, yeah, 27 <laughs> seasons. All right, this last mail is Reggie's. It's oh, last, mail, last ever. mail ever. Last mail ever from Reggie. He claimed, End of an era. I think that Reggie's going to send some. He's going to come back. Yeah. He's like a comic book supervillain. He's he always going to come back. Yep. Dear Jim, the Quakertown Cornbread. Uh, I understand that your entire life is a ceaseless hellscape made from steep mountains of despair. Deep lakes of brackish misery. But I don't think you are sending a good message to the kids and your listening audience by glorifying drug use on the air. Perhaps dripping off, to, dipping off to take a swig of NyQuil secret and sucking down five-hour energy drinks like your Keith Richards getting a plasma infusion. It's all part of your Jeff Spicoli-ass devil-may-care attitude. <laughs> but not caring whether a woman comes, stays, lays, or prays isn't really the proper message to be sending to our nation's youth. Frankly, a podcast about comic books, which everyone knows are for children, should be oh. more family-friendly and supportive of our nation's most pre- uh, precious resource in general. The Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast needs some backgrounding of its own. Oh, for one no. thing, Eric should no longer laugh. He LOLs. <laughs> he LOLs and OMGs from now on. So you can't laugh. I'm not doing that. LOL, Eric. I didn't even know, you know, until I read that out loud, I didn't even know what the hell he was saying. (laughs) I didn't. I thought he was like making some uh, making fun of how you laugh. Yeah, because I hate the way I laugh. Yeah, so do I. For another thing, you should be taking self the entire podcast recording. I do. To the point of distraction. Put down the damn drugs. You need to loosen up before recording with Eric. Then do what successful rickshaw having types do and drink absinthe. (laughs) All right. Well, right now I'm drinking. You wouldn't second, like absinthe. No, I, I wouldn't. I'm drinking my second five-hour energy right now. I had one right before. I'm going to drink it now for you, Reggie. Oh, God. It's making me sick thinking about it. Did you hear it. that? Yeah, we all heard it. Can you believe there are still people out there yeah. who refuse to read Grayson because they want a Nightwing comic book? This Everything that Reggie says now, I agree. These people are morons. 
and need to be cold because Grayson is better than any sustained run on Nightwing since Chuck Dixon wrote it in the late 90s. I love that Chuck Dixon uh, run. Did you? <laughs> yeah, Did you yeah, now? Yeah, in the 90s. If you said, what the hell's Nightwing, I would have fucking smacked you right in the face. Said, Night hey. Ranger? No, Nightwing. Night Ranger. I would... Sister Christian. <laughs> I love Night Ranger. Beyond that, though, their precious bird boy isn't wearing a costume from Starlight Express, and he isn't wielding fighting sticks like a couple of killer dildos. Dick Grayson's, like Dick Grayson's characterization is perfect. A jokesy, happy dude who puts human life above everything and desires nothing more than Bruce Wayne's approval. Issue number 12 was perfect, just perfect, absorbing his legacy uh, going back to at least the 60s, right up to issues that came out just a few months ago, really tying the character together. This is consistently my favorite or next-to-favorite DC comic book every month and probably the only one where I feel like people dis- uh, disregarding it for stupid reasons are abject morons. I, I agree. I fully Ooh. agree. I think that people, and we have one that we're friends with, Blanche. podcast friends, um, that I think is a fucking asshole for not reading Jeez. this book. I don't care. If he, you listen to this, Blanche, you hear me. Read oh, the book. It's so good. And you, anybody who claims they're a Dick Grayson fan and doesn't read this book is a jerk and never liked them. Hey, Jim. It's the same. No, I'm, I'm Jim. mad. Jim, Jim. What? Finish the rest of the mail. No. No, do it. What? Which doesn't mean you are an abject moron. Just you aren't about this an abject thing. moron. You're just just not about this one thing. Great podcast. I'm telling you, it's like <laughs> if the Eagles uh, next year change their uniforms, uh-huh. I'm not gonna like them. The hell with them. Those Eagles, they're not the Eagles I want. That's all. You no, know, I, I really do hate the new uniform of Red Hood. Yeah, but you hate still it. like Red Hood. Yeah, but because I hate that goddamn costume every time I see it. See, you're a dick. Love Reggie Reckless. Reggie the Reckless. <sighs> Dear Eric, America's sweetheart. That's I right. I don't know if you think you can say a phrase like, my rap group, the dark ones, <laughs> and we're all going to ignore it like 90% of what you state are right. I thought Jim was the only elder statesman of hip-hop on the podcast. Turns out the two of you are a rapping du- duet in the vein of Audio 2 and EPMD. <laughs> uh, you just got to chill, Eric. So let's hear some stories. Let's hear some songs. Where are the hatchet man tattoos on your body? Have you ever performed a sacrament using Fago soda? Did you ever get questioned by the FBI for being a juggalo? Were you disappointed or elated when Violent J revealed that the Insane Clown Posse and its related <laughs> offshoot groups containing the same members were all rocking for Christ? We, the people dumb enough to listen to this podcast, require more information. Also, songs, especially songs. And if you got any spare t-shirts from the era, I'll probably buy a couple. You know what? I still have an old CD. I could probably do, do like you. I, I'll put it. I don't know. Should I put it on the end of this podcast? One of the songs. We could. That's so bad. Or oh. you could just send it to Reggie. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll just send it to Reggie. Save or, myself or freaking, uh, release, embarrassment. You can release a song a day. You can drop a song a day, Eric, on your the, Twitter. The other dark ones might sue me then. They might. If they. Doc what, and Bruno. Freaking Knuckles, Bruno. It's all these people we've heard of. <laughs> all these freaking nicknames. Oh, yeah, yeah, and what uh, What was the other? Sully? Wasn't he uh, in there? Sully is a friend of a friend. I don't mm-hmm. really ha- talk to Sully. But was Sully. he on there? Was he no. On? What was there, the other one? There was Slink Knuckles. What was um, the guy who uh, was one of the nicknames last week for Reggie? Slink. Oh, Slink. I always consider you a straight shooter, the kind of guy who speaks his mind and doesn't care what people think of it. 
Turns out, based on the complete about face you did on your review of, and I believe he messed up. He said Black Canary number four. I believe it's We Are Robins. He's talking about We Are Robin number four. Maybe he's still talking a, to you because you're about face you're on Black Canary number four. You're a pliable stooge that can be led around by the nose like oh. so much cattle. So long as Jim Warner's been in your head controlling your emotions or thoughts. Has he coerced you into doing other things like perhaps buying Imaginex toy sets and attempting to eat eight triple cheeseburgers in an hour? I, I can hold up a doll and show you I where it touched me. I think it's likely you succumbed to a form of hypnosis after countless work hours of listening to Jim drone on about any number of inconsequential subjects. Actually, I just yell things about what I hate. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, it's the podcast. It's. Uh, I tell work, you about movies and Imaginex. And, and I just yell at you that it's a bunch of hooey. Yeah. Somewhere in between Jim saying that the latest issue of Lobo is great and a story about the time he farted <laughs> at the Vatican and blamed it on the Pope. Your brain became rewired so that it accepts direction from Werner instead of your right temporal or parietal junction. Yeah. And you know what? That might not be such a bad thing. Sure, uh-huh. giving Jim control of anything is like giving a loaded shotgun to a four-year-old child, but it's not like things work great with Eric Shea behind the wheel either. I figure if Jimmy ever makes you walk into traffic or as you jump off a bridge or something, at least you can sue him for damages. Thanks for the podcast. Love, Reggie. Hey, so reckless. things go all right for Eric Shea. I am an even Steven. Everything comes yeah. up. Like, I don't gain. I don't lose. I just stay the same. Yeah. And I dig it. Yeah. Like this morning, before I work, Jim, you were sending me a message that you thought I wasn't coming in this morning. I was, I was on my way I to work. I was hoping you were dead. Oh, my God. Then I was like, boy, I can go to sleep tonight. Don't have to do that podcast. All right. Eric was, is dead. I was coming into work, and I always cut through the Pep Boys parking lot from, like, when I leave the Hess station, and my tire blew out. Yep. And, like, oh, shit. And I didn't have a lug wrench. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, what am I going to do now? The thing is, you have a spare tire, right? Have a spare tire, yeah, have no, a jack, I, no I lug I see wrench. you every day. You certainly do. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> but it was like three minutes till seven. Pet Boys opened at seven. We had a gift card, and everything was taken care of in less than a half an hour. Yeah. And then you got the It was work. amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, God damn it, because I was thinking, if Eric doesn't show in 10 more minutes, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you showed. And even then, Steven, though, I don't worry about anything because everything resolves itself. Speaking of even Steven, I was watching a lot. I actually watched an episode of Even Stevens today. That's a thing? Yes, that's the Shia LaBeouf uh, uh, Disney show All right. where he got his start. We actually watched an episode of that. I got in a sh- weird Shia LaBeouf uh, that was holes. thing today. No, that was his movie. The TV show, Even Stevens. He was the little brother. He was great. I thought he was going to be a star then, and Eric, I I was right. But yeah, it was weird. Yeah, he's shining bright, isn't he? It's weird that you said Even Stevens twice, and because we watched that show. I showed it to my nine-year-old Logan. He loved it. I was just going off the Seinfeld episode. Even Stevens. All right, Eric, that is the first part. That's the end of the listener mail, and I think that that's Reggie's last one. Bye, Reggie. Yeah. We miss you. Oh, geez. And usually I'd say that we're going to his recklessness. But like I said earlier, he is not going pulling to do it. Pulling a Dan. Enough. I got you. Yeah, he's pulling a Dan. Uh, what happened is he said, hey, I'm recording it. I'll get it to you in an hour or so. And then we didn't hear from him for a month. Now he's writing a pilot now to a TV series. Now he's writing a pilot to a TV series <laughs> that nobody uh, cares about. Oh, my God. Anybody, hey, just go to Dan. If you find Dan, if you know who Dan is. Oh, shit, Jim. Go, oh, no, what? I was... We were talking about that serial little, like, novel, whatever he's writing. Yes, yes. And I finally saw a description of it on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And it's all about the revenge that a guy who was stood up on prom is coming back, like, 20 years later to seek out his revenge. <laughs> I'm like, autobiographer uh, enough? You know? Oh, goodness gracious, Dan. Yeah, Dan left our, um, he left our podcast in the dust, Eric. 
He kind of quit without telling us, which is our favorite way for people to quit. Agreed. That we don't have to deal with it. And um, I can't even, do you think it was because we made fun of him? Or he just, I don't know. But he said at it one... It could be that. It's a big reason, probably. Yeah, well, at one point, he was going to be a pop culture journalist. He made yes. this uh, big announcement and then proceeded not to do anything. And then out of nowhere, now he's going to be a oh, And then he runner. shut down the studio. Yes, he shut down. He wasn't um, going to do anything except for a few, like, you know, uh, YouTube videos or and whatever. he likes taking photos with his Oh, yeah, iPhone. his new photography thing and, he's going for. Yes, and then he, out of nowhere, decided he was writing a pilot for a TV show, Eric. Yes. Just because he wants to. He's, he's, and he had Zac Efron starring. Yes, yeah, Zac Efron. And <laughs> what, what, I, what I love the best is, Eric, um, I may have nightmares. But he's chasing his dreams, Eric. Oh, uh, those dreams of being a writer. And he, he started writing this serial uh, novel about, like you said, about a guy getting stood up at the prom. And I didn't he, realize that was what it was about. Actually, what I thought the novel was about is that he, he was on a podcast and uh -huh. the two hosts were dicks. Yeah. And, and kept saying he lived in Baltimore. So then they <laughs> That was really the breaking point. <laughs> Baltimore! <laughs> yeah, he's from New Jersey and he's mad about Baltimore. Jesus Christ. Honestly, I isn't would he be egg, too. Isn't he from Egg Harbor? I don't know. I think know that's what it says, Egg Harbor. But yeah, for the while, for a while there, he used to. He still had on his Twitter, um, "Weird Science Writer for Weird Science." He took that the hell down, Eric. Yeah. He took it down. Uh, yes, Dan. I don't know why we're talking about Dan. So what do we have in store for everybody now that Reggie's recklessness is not going on? This oh, week? what's uh, actually we're going to have a new segment that's going to pop up. Uh, a new segment? Yeah, a new segment. Some uh, guy, Professor DC, he got a hold of me and he uh, wants to give history lessons there. Is that Mr. DC's freaking brother? It's actually Mr. DC's brother. He has a PhD in comic history, I hear, and he huh? might have a crazy accent. I'm not sure. You know, my group, the Dark Ones. Oh yeah. My, my buddy Doc got his nickname because he had a PhD in murder. That's the fucking worst. <laughs> You're the PhD in fucking angering me. You got like five PhDs. Professor fucking annoying is you. Oh. You know what? This is like a callback to the earlier episodes. Because remember I used to get so angry at you while we did it? Go take had, your NyQuil. Settle down. I had the down. worst fucking day. And I don't even, it wasn't even a bad day. It's just I was in a bad mood dreading this goddamn podcast all really? day. Really? Yeah, just all day. I actually was kind of trying to think of things that I could cancel it on you and maybe do it tomorrow. And then Ethan hurt himself. And I thought, boy, that that's is perfect. The, that's perfect. Now I thought, nah, uh, we'll do it because I didn't want to do it tomorrow <laughs> either. Because I'd really yeah. prefer to ignore my son. Yeah, no, because I just, I just didn't want to do it tomorrow either. But I don't want to skip a week. I, I don't just, understand I what's going on. We had a great day at work. I came home. I watched something. Took a nap. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I just got in a bad mood. I never took a nap. I didn't take a nap before the podcast because I was trying to catch up with doing these stupid books, oh, all for free. It's all our business planner. It's a big business plan hey, Jim, we got going. Yeah. You, you know what I watched today? What's that? Wolf, Jack Nicholson. Did you? Yeah. That movie's not good. No, it is I not. I do not like that movie. But I'd never seen it before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, you like that better than License to Drive? Yes, I did, actually. Did you? I like License I do not care for License to Drive, and Jack Nicholson's my, always no, good. You don't like it? It's now in my top five. Oh, I'm going to force you to talk about it next week when we do the- Corey uh, Haim is dead, Jim, just like your dad. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just like my- zeal for this podcast eric dead dead but yeah dead. we're gonna have a new segment um it's gonna be weird history of and this week i believe professor dc told me 
that he's going to feature the Royal Flush Gang. Ooh, the Royal Flush Gang. The They're Superman gang. this week. Yes, they are. And that's what this whole weird history is going to be. It's going to point out some odd and obscure characters that uh, are relevant today. What do you think of that, Eric? That's, I like it. That's a little spin. I like it. I like it as well. So, hey, Professor DC, take it away. Hello, and welcome to Weird History. I'm your host, Professor DC, and today we are going to spotlight the Royal Flush Gang. Most of you probably know that these card-based rogues were featured in this week's Superman 44. But did you know that the team was created by Gardner Fox and Mike Sikowski, and first appeared in Justice League of America number 43 in 1966? Well, they did, so there. Well, the gang itself is a lot of fun, but they have not had a very lucky run of things. Let's get on with it. While the team has gone through many roster changes, they usually feature members with code names based on the Royal Flush in poker, like King, Queen, Jack, Ten, and Ace. The original gang was led by Professor Amos Fortune. They were not very successful, and the team disbanded after fighting the Justice League twice, and later reunited to battle the Justice League of Detroit with disastrous results. This original team wore costumes based on the suit of clubs. The second Royal Flush Gang was set up by Green Lantern villain Hector Hammond in Justice League of America number 203 in 1982, and were based on the suit of spades. After disbanding, they were reformed by Maxwell Lord to fight the Justice League International. This team carried blaster pistols and flew on hovering playing cards. The third iteration of the gang appeared in 2002 in the pages of Superman The Man of Steel number 121. The gang had expanded and featured cells of 52 members located in cities across America. One of these cells was tortured and killed by the Joker during Infinite Crisis after he was rejected by the secret society of supervillains. More recently, the gang appeared in the new 52 event Forever Evil where they fought the rogues after Heatwave sacrificed himself. The gang has also been featured in cartoons Batman Beyond, Justice League Unlimited, and Batman Brave and the Bold, as well as the television shows Arrow, Flash, and the animated movie Justice League Doom. That's it for Weird History, and remember, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to be morons. Alright, we're back, Eric. Hooray! That was the professor. <laughs> professor DC. I'm saying that, I haven't recorded it yet. I so know. <laughs> we'll see what I do. I'm gonna. Best is you're not gonna oh wait a minute! That, that wasn't me, Eric. No, it's Professor that was DC. Professor DC. Ah yes, I'm gonna be in a better mood now. Good. I'm gonna lift the the hate Veil of away darkness. and just. I'm gonna write some dark poetry. I was gonna say you didn't take a nap because you were up writing dark poetry, yep. weren't you? Darkness, my only friend. All um, right. Why don't you go cut yourself? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start being a cutter. Uh, we're going to get on with the books, Eric. But if you oh. want to, and you yourself, I'm saying, uh, want to come to our site. Or anybody else, that. If anybody wants to go to the site, because we're going to talk about little things and pick and nitpick and make fun and whatever. But if you want to see uh, the reviews that we write out, Eric uses such verbiage as badassery. You always go with that. I don't think I've used that in a long time. Haven't now. you done that? Um, I I don't know. I don't know what I would say I use. I do say badass a lot, but I don't yeah. use badassery. But you would go to weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Mine are more fun. Yours are kind of humdrum. Oh, really? I don't oh, know. Really? I listened to some Stephen Copper today. <laughs> and Stephen Copper now on the DC books, all of the books, he seems to just use us now. He has used us, and he actually compliments us at almost every one at the beginning. Just compliments us in general. And it goes something like this. I'm now going to listen to the Weird Scientist comic, and uh, they are good guys. He says <laughs> stuff like that. 
And uh, me, he and, doesn't know us very well, does he? Me and he? my youngest son were watching them. I was just going through them, and every time we just to just to see if he mentions us and if it's our reviews that he's doing, and that's where I realized like the last uh, 15 DC of any DC, all us. And I don't know why, but the way he said weirdscience.com, uh, weirdsciencedccomics.blogger.in, it made my youngest son, Logan, laugh so hard. <laughs> he was crying and almost beat himself because he thought it was the funniest thing that each time he would say us. But uh, I have to say, every time he got to my reviews, oh. he would say stuff like, this is a great, great review. He, he never said that about yours. I'm telling you. I don't and think he, anybody has ever said that uh, about mine. The Martin. best, though, and I'm going to try to isolate it maybe for this podcast at the beginning of this one. Uh, a couple times he, he calls out, he's like, and this is by my friends Eric and Jim. And We're it makes, friends, huh? Yeah, it makes me laugh so many times. Like, you, God damn it, you want that 200 American. Does he think $200 American in the mail? He wants 200 American, Eric. No, it's, it's cool, though. That he, I guess maybe, I would guess that other people may have gotten a hold of him and yelled at him, and we didn't. I just thought it was funny. I like it. Saying that you're you are all willing to be friends with Stephen Copper, but poor Guillermo, he just wants to talk, please. No, he's see, pushing the cold. No, he's pushing me. I don't. He's clinging already. This Guillermo <laughs> this guy's clinging on. I don't need that. Uh, you know, Stephen Copper, he's out doing his thing. He's no, he's out doing our thing. He is. He and he's doing his this thing, and I think that he's getting paid for it because he has a couple patrons. I hate you. That fucking I hate patrons. It. Yeah, somebody's giving him like ten dollars a month. To read our reviews and everybody There's else. There's my $10 a month. You don't get that. That's about what we get at the cardboard box yeah. factory. Well, we got uh, a race. Yeah, yeah really. Uh, we're going to start with the books, Eric. And yes, the first book is back to you being the top book of the podcast. I'm yeah. the top dog. You're the top book. That's right. What book is that? I think. Justice yeah. League number 44, written by Jeff Johns, with art by Jason Fabach, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lee. Get your epic on in this issue of Justice League as the anti-monitor and dark side duke it out to see who has the bigger dick. That's why people fight, right, Jim? Dick Grayson's in this book? No, no, just big dicks. Mm. Anyway, in this issue, Batman and Howard Jordan travel to the anti-matter planet. Did you actually planet. write that as you write up? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this like is it? why Stephen Copper likes me better. <laughs> and, and the dick. world. Oh, Jesus <laughs> All right, they go to the anti-matter matter planet Quard and discover that the anti-monitor has the anti-life equation running through his veins. And back in the fight, we get to see that that means when a, the monitor of the anti-forces, <laughs> the monitor of the anti, it's a joke I have, did not play in the sentence here, forces Neither Flash to... the dick bit. Yeah, that worked. No. <laughs> the monitor of the anti-forces Flash to merge with the Black Racer as a way to kill Dark Side Jimbo. I, I'd like to say, yeah, I don't know what the hell you just said. Yeah, and there's do a I. lot of antis, a lot of Everybody loved this issue, Eric. I did yes. not. I did it, not. So you're a communist. No. It's not that I hated it. I actually played it up when we were talking earlier online to each other that I didn't like it as much. I just I knew you were. I called you a fucking liar on yeah, the fucking Twitter. I'm not Twitters. really a liar because I really think that Jeff Johns now he does a good job. This this issue is all set up. It's nothing but set up. Dark side and, dies, motherfucker. Yeah, but he does. And then what's the what's next issue? What does it say? I didn't read it. Next issue, death <laughs> of dark side. Uh huh. So it's just going to continue. There's an aftermath, obviously. No, it's the death of a guy. I'm telling you, I don't even think that that's true. It's going to be the funeral of dark side. Yeah, funeral. It's going to be. There's going to be like half a continent trying to freaking pick him up to carry him down to his burial site. Yeah, before we go on, like sucking Jeff John's dick. Yes. I'm telling you, the 
the fact that he can take a setup issue like this and make it so epic, it's I give him kudos to that. He's and the fucking Midas of comics. Anything until, he touches turns yeah, to gold. Oh, yeah, but it's weird because yet I could go on and on on this podcast and say, oh, Jeff Johns, he oh, he's spectacle and not a... I bet you I don't get called out for it, but if, if this was Scott Snyder, God damn it, they'd yell. You don't hear a lot of people defending Jeff Johns anymore. Nope. You don't hear even a lot of people supporting Jeff Johns, really. In my walk of life, the people I talk to down at the Five and Dime, Eric, they're all talking Scott Snyder. Are they're they not, now? Yeah. They, I you get, stop like, by to get your daily malt? <laughs> I'm just going to keep using that each week, the Five and Dime. Yeah, I, while I'm drinking my malt, uh, I say, hey, how about that Jeff Johns? Uh, who? Uh, he's not forgotten, but still, you don't hear a lot of hype with Jeff Johns. And no, when, when this sort of issue comes out, it's expected. He's expected to be great. Exactly. I'm and, saying, when he, the last thing you can really hype him up about was um, the Aquaman, turning that whole yeah. series around, making him a, like a, a likable character. Not likable, but, you know, badass. Well, it's also, I'll say, it's also because DC had him scale back on books. If he was on three books right now, I'm sure there'd be more talk. I don't know and, if DC uh, did that. I think he's like, you know what? No. I'm in television now. No, bitches. actually not. Hollywood. They actually made a, it was like a big thing. It was an announcement. This was before the podcast. There was some sort oh, of Oh, that was news. a while ago, yeah. Yeah, and remember because we said there was things when he quit Green Lantern, that was part of it, and Aquaman. Uh, he had to get off those because they said they only wanted him on one or two books, something like that. And the big talk was, oh, what's his other book then? And Shazam! There all, yeah, there was all the talk that Shazam would come out and all this. But yeah, he has this book. I'm and still like waiting, I said, Jeff. This issue is epic. It's very epic. Uh, I, to Bob me personally, I think that it cuts away on too many scenes too quickly. And I said this to you on online. I think that you don't get a, enough of each scene to make it really impactful as it is. And then at the end, you get that big deal where Darkseid dies, which, again, makes it, oh, my God. But I really like the part with Superman and Lex. But, again, what happens? It sets it up. He's Agreed. just yeah, yelling not, at There's nothing up. going on with the, you, like, fucking Lex. I even you, put my review. The only thing you really get from this is that Lex wishes he built a goddamn helmet because yeah, Superman's oh going to bash God. his brains well, he in. does. At the end, he's punching him. Yeah. At the, the cutaway deal. But everything, this is like a Star Wars swipe issue. It's yeah. really back and forth. You have Hal and uh, Batman, which I really like the dialogue. Batman's just a dick, but you yep. get the idea. He's on the Moby's chair. And, uh, Batman and Hal have always had a, like a yeah. problem relationship. But, you know, like Batman's now the professor, Eric. He knows yes, he everything. Is. But I, I thought it was funny and kind of calls out Hal and, and whatnot. Um, then with the, I'm telling you, the Wonder Woman stuff is where the action's at. But I really don't care. I don't no. care about Wonder Woman. I don't care about Grail. I, I don't care about Calabac. I all this. I thought it was badass, freaking Grail burning. Yeah, it was badass, but out. again, badassery. Uh, I just, I'm telling you, everything happens so much, and everything is so epic that it's almost an overload to me. You get Power Ring. Did you mention a lot of her? No, I actually, I didn't yeah. talk about Power Ring at all. Um, it's one of those things I actually wanted to talk about. I didn't run into my notes because I forgot, but I'm glad you brought her up. Because I was going back and looking at the issues, figuring out what we were going to talk about, and powering is really pushed in this issue, and it's been she's yeah. been being pushed a little bit here and there throughout since she was introduced, and I really think that since Simon Baz failed, this is Jeff Johns' new pet project to get powering yeah. up and going. It's weird too, like Simon Baz, everybody I hear loved him. 
I love Man, Simon you both Pegg. love him. Like, when I first him. saw him, I thought it was a joke. Like, this yeah. is going to be terrible. Yep. I read it. I fell in love with the and guy. And then he just disappeared. They they don't even have him like in Lost I Army. Yeah, I don't even know if he's in Lost Army. Yeah, it doesn't seem he is. Maybe he'll show he up. He has yeah. to be. He's got a great get You get power ring, and yeah, she's pushed this one. Uh, I like what they give her. You know, she's doing her thing. But the, she's even power ringing. <laughs> yeah, she's power ringing. But even like the little bit, you get like three panels of Mr. Miracle. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, I don't even think you get three panels. Well, I'm looking right now, yeah. and it, yeah, it's basically one big panel. But yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't run, but it's like <laughs> Thanks, the <Mr>. other <laughs> the other part is him at the it, punching uh, Steppenwolf, right. or doing something, trying to shoot him, and then it's that's a big when, battle. It's yeah, like, it is. But you don't have to feature everybody. I know. It's just again, I I. I didn't like it as much only because of that. Uh, it's epic. I, I, I can't say that enough. Uh, then you get the Black Racer. Uh, everything, it's like I said, what's weird to me I've is how much, you, well, how much you like this issue. You had issues with the beginning of the Dark Side War because you said that he threw too much at you. Yes. This issue throws just so much at the reader. And like I Not said. Not really. Oh, my God. You don't think so? They go up to Earth 3. Yeah. They look at that. Then they go That's up to That's nothing new, though. We Cord. knew what that was going to be. I know, but I'm saying they're all over the place. Then there's Superman and Batman. Uh, not much happens. Like I said, they it's just Superman being a dick yeah. and saying, like, now I can, I'm can i not going to hold back. But then you get the whole battle. You get everybody. There's a trillion characters going on. There's a trillion things, but we're, the only thing we're really focusing on is the battle and finding out who the anti-monitor is and what his secret it's is. Just like I said, I, it, to me, it seemed like a lot of window dressing for a setup issue. Uh, again, though, I, I did like it. I, I read it. It's a, a fast read. I was enjoying myself. Yeah. Freaking Flash looked badass then. That's the thing. I don't like the Black Racer, and I love him now that he's merged with the uh, Flash because yeah. he finally looks cool. Because the Black Racer is death on skis. I'm like, that is the stupidest yeah, goddamn. Yeah. I As a kid, I'm like, this is terrible. I don't, want, I don't even like the new gods because of shit like this. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what else do you have to say about it? I'm saying, I got my notes here. It's a great book with over-the-top action oriented uh, with over-the-top action oriented story that Johns does so well. But the only thing that I thing that I can think of to discuss is the anti-life equation. Yeah. Oh, and the anti-life so equation. I'm going to talk about the anti-life equation. Okay. Yeah, because really, um, there's not a lot. A lot happens in very quick swipe scenes. But, yeah, yeah what are we going to talk about? Like I said, we just talked about the whole issue. Yep. Uh, well, the equation has always just been a vague idea to me that I never really got behind because, like, I've never been a big fan of the new gods with the exception of Darkseid because he's the biggest bad in the DCU. Okay. And the idea of the anti-life equation is, you know, it's inside the anti-monitor's veins, and it's a concept I can get behind because, you know, he's the anti-monitor. Why wouldn't he have the anti-life equation? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I'm okay with all. Bam. Um, I fucking lost my place here. <laughs> You all right? Yeah, I'm laughing uh, at you. But we've seen it most recently, and it allows the possessor to bend people's wills to their device. Okay. You know, it's it's weird because I don't know. Different writers have had different like ideas of what the anti-life equation was. Okay. I want to get. I wrote this down. Grant Morrison's anti-life equation. I what I saw this. I'm like, this is great. Jim's gonna fucking hate this. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Loneliness plus alienation plus fear. Divide. <laughs> Plus despair, plus self-worth, divided by mockery, divided by condemnation, divided by misunderstanding, times guilt, times shame, times failure, times judgment, N equals Y, where Y equals hope, and N equals folly, love equals lies, life equals death, self equals dark side. 
You like that equation listen, that Grant Morrison listen. gave you? This is me bashing my head against the <laughs> mic. Actually, I thought he reached into my soul, Eric, and described my upbringing. Uh, you know what my Grant Morrison anti-life uh, is? Half the time when I read something by Grant Morrison, I want my fucking life back because he stole hours from it. <laughs> uh, I, that's nonsense. It's but no, like of nonsense. one of the things I had an issue with because I don't like I'm saying the, the anti-life equation's just been like a concept to me that's never really like I've never d- delved into. Yeah. And for this, I did a little uh, research. You did some the, research. Well, a commenter on the site named Omar Shaw said, "I believe he fuses the Flash and Black Racer with the power of the anti-life okay. equation." I'm like, "Well, that's good because that's the one part I did not understand in the book." Yeah. Because I didn't have a lot of background with the anti-life equation. Yeah. So I looked into it, and that is a thing where you can bend people's wills to your own devices, like I just said. And uh, I can get behind it. I just wish that the book would have talked about it a little bit more well, yeah, for people who aren't in the know. Here's the thing. I'm not in the know. Yeah. I'm not really that much in the know. Uh, I can't say that it ruined the, the story for me or whatever, but yes, I would have liked you to can, have yeah, known a little more. I think that but... you would have actually it would have actually made the book that much better. Right. If I did know. Um, one thing I'll tell you. When Jason Faba came on Justice League, I was excited. Just to, I didn't know he was this good. Really? I didn't know. I How would I, I know? I loved him on Detective. Yeah, I just, it was not, like, the, this is some of the best art every month that I yeah. that you see in all of comics. He's uh, a superstar. Know, again, I don't read anything else but DC. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying something that I probably don't know, my, you know, fully on. But boy, in DC just itself, this book it looks incredible. There is not a page or a panel in this issue that looks off or, or any bad. They're all great. You agree? I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a that's big booster, Jason Faba. This book, even if Jeff Johns crapped on the page, it would still be a, a half-decent score because, boy, the, the art, I'm just paging through it as we're talking, as you're mumbling about the fucking anti-life Fuck equation. You. And it, everything just looks great. Um, one little side note I want to mention to you. Uh, were you aware of the book coming out, the digital book, uh, based on what's going on with these characters? What are you talking about? At the end of the thing, it says, uh, from the pages of Dark Side, Justice League Dark Side War. Will with the Batman at the end? Yes, and it says available weekly in print and digitally. October Holy shit, I actually looked right over that. I thought, well, that's weird. And that you know what that is? That's huh. that gods and men. Really? Yes. Remember when they announced that, when we thought that that was more going in with Gods and Monsters, but they right. called it Gods and Men? That's what that is. I have no idea when it's coming out. I, I, I tried that to find it. Last page, I'm like, yep. that's weird that they're advertising this in Justice League, no, but whatever. No, it's, I didn't it's, even look at it. I believe it's going to be a digital first deal and then printed in that's every cool. two it. But again, this would be something that I want to know a little more about. Because, yeah, it's going to be you know one thing with uh, Batman. And yeah. then they're going to show flat. I want to read this. I have no idea. The That was the first time I really realized what it was about. Right. And I looked it up. Hey, when's this coming out? Well, nothing. I couldn't find anything. So we'll see. I found out like uh, in fucking April or something, the actual printed like collections coming out. I'm saying, I think weird. it comes out next uh, this, this well, month. We'll, see it. well, it does come out this month. And like there's next, next week. There's six issues. So when are they coming out? There's not six weeks in this freaking you know month, is there? I don't know any month that has six weeks. It's March. And there's yeah, there's six issues. I'm gonna see. There might be. It might come out tomorrow. 
It might. I have no idea. But might we'll it come see. out today? I don't but know. But again, man. no, I looked. I, I was okay, going to review you it. I was going to review it if it came out. I, it sounds awesome. I want to see more of these characters in, in this deal. But yeah, um, I don't know what else there is to say about it. The, well, it was epic. I think it was a lot of setup. Uh, but again, I'll give Jeff Johns credit because, boy, he, he makes setup enjoyable. Well, another thing I want to see explored more is when Darkseid dies and Shazam starts freaking out, saying that he can hear them fighting. They all went out. The yeah. gods are scared. That's a very strange concept to me. Like, the actual gods, heroes, and demigods that make up his power are actually inside him when he transforms. Is that what he's going with here? I don't know if I really like the idea. It's yeah. odd. So we'll see what happens. Uh, what did you give this issue, Eric? 9.3 out of 10. 9.3? Yeah, I would have given it an 8. 8, 8.5. Really? Yeah, I think I told you. What did I say I was going to give it a 2? You give 10s <laughs> left and right. No, but just this, like a, yeah, no because eight. I'm telling you, this, posh. this is a setup issue. I You're didn't. What did I like? You said at the end, Darkseid dies, but I you don't even get more of that. That's for Nick. That's the cliffhanger for Nick. That's an week. awesome cliffhanger. It is an awesome cliffhanger, but it's not like a complete story to me. It's a lot of setup, a lot of hooey. Actually, no hooey, but it is setup. So this was chapter four. Yeah, I don't know how long an arc is it. I have no you idea. Have no idea. I've been guessing this is some one of the middle issues, and it was a lot of setup. So there. Right, Eric, and the next book's Grayson Annual Number Two. Oh yeah. And it's number two because this is the second time we're gonna do this section. You know <laughs> what? Because me and you just talked about Grayson, and I got so angry at you that I accidentally kicked my computer and it knocked the freaking cord out. But I'm telling you, I was a little too negative. But we're gonna go on it now. Say so like, wow, he just really just gave up on the podcast. He got so mad. I was angry. Nobody will ever hear that. I was. We were yelling at each other. <laughs> And I kicked the computer, and then I was actually like, man, I should just go to bed. I'm sitting here trying to message you. I'm like, should I sit here? Should I go to bed? What's going on? Grayson Annual number two, written by Tim Seeley, art by Alvaro Martinez, Raul Fernandez, Jeremy Cox, and Carlos M. Manguel. After such a great issue of Grayson last week, I was really looking forward to this annual. It's like deja vu. Well, I didn't get what I was hoping for, which was a good issue. While Dick Grayson and Superman teaming up is something we don't see often enough, the dialogue and characterizations ruin the fun for me. Throwing Blockbuster in the fist of can, I just want to get back to the regularly scheduled program. This annual did nothing whatsoever for either the Grayson or Superman books, and in some cases hurt them with continuity and story errors. While I like the art a lot, I'm pretty sure I know why... Tom King writes the scripts in the regular book, and Tim Seeley just helps with plot. And we'll talk about it again, Eric. You like this issue more than me. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I know <laughs> that I, again, I know that it's it's an annual. Yes. I think the problem with how I went into it is that we just had one of the better issues of Grayson last week. Yeah, and you wanted and to continue I loved that. It. I loved it. So when I saw this, and, and it even kind of, when it was set up, like, now Superman, now he goes and deals with Superman, Dick. And I'm like, this is going to be pretty good. He's already dealt with all the Bat family. It makes sense. He's going to go to Superman. And again, in my mind, they were going to go to Superman and kind of discuss things about uh, Bruce and things like that. And, kind of, and they did a little. It was more of like a... Uh, behind the scenes make fun of bruce you know what i mean like to a degree yeah like it was like two buddies making fun of the the miserable guy it's like all my friends with me i was gonna yeah, say like when ben worked with us me yeah. and him used to go off with that's little guy saying. jim over there and, uh, so angry yeah look at him but that's kind of how it was uh but yeah i i liked the beginning the beginning was fun yeah i still think it was off i don't like the fist bumping i i don't know i'm telling you 
I know that Batman is the miserable guy, but Superman, he's not he's not goofy. He's more he's kind of goofy the, at no, times. I don't think he is. I in my mind, he's more like the Boy Scout, like they say. And I'm saying and, that which in this we get so much more of the Boy Scout than we have in any of the truth, I, where he's just an angry dick. I know that again. Maybe that's where like I'm coming out of the Grayson, and you're coming out of Superman this week. And you like the the old Superman, like the yeah. Superman who's having fun and whatever, which you don't fully get because you do get a mix. And this is where another thing that, that gets me in this issue is you get Superman, you get the depowered Superman, quote unquote. Right. And I don't, again, you told me, and it makes complete sense to me. I was talking to you earlier this week before you even read this issue. I'm like, I don't know where this, uh, where this lies in this truth story. And you said, well... It must be Superman, Bat- Batman, Superman, because yeah. he's in Gotham. You know what? That makes sense. The only problem is most of the time during that story, like you think this is at the end of that story. Yeah, like I, think that's, leaving, I think the Ukar shit's over. The Ukar shit's over. He is leaving, and uh, Dick happens to be leaving. They kind of, but he the powers are, are all over the place again. That's they're, what they're all the different titles are having problems with determining yeah. what powers he has. When I honestly want them to come out like we've been talking about before with We Are Robin, yeah. how we really wanted that sheet so we could figure out all the, who the Robins yeah, were. Yeah. I want them to do the same thing so we just know what oh, powers like he has. Like you're saying, like, like Superman, everything but flight diminished uh, can do this, can do this. And then yeah, you get yeah. like, all the way down to uh, what we think uh, Superman Wonder Woman is the least. Like, um, his eyes can glow, but he doesn't have heat vision. Because remember that. But yeah, it's each. It was a great panel. Didn't yeah, make sense. Oh, so it's it's really good. But yeah, um, you have him jumping instead of flying, yeah. like he does. It's weird though. To me, like jumping like this is not a thing where you grab somebody while you're doing it to try. Like, it's very odd. Um, but yeah, you get the mixture. Of course, this is a Grayson annual, so you get a little bit of spiral. He talks about it. Uh, he puts in his hypnos. Uh, I love seeing that. I do not. It freaks I know. me out. It does freak you out, but it makes sense for the book because at the point they've already shown Agent uh, One grabbing uh, the hypnos and ripping them out. Now it makes sense why he was bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. If you just that shit don't come out easy. And yeah, because you you would think it'd be so weird to have them as just contacts because then you know you want to go do something crazy. You take them out. You can't really take these out. Uh, I just want to know how he's activated because he always touches his ear when he wants to activate it. Where's that button? Yeah, it's there's it's a weird deal. It's like he presses this freaking side of his head and they work. Um, I don't know. It's just this issue. Again, maybe I'm not looking for a fun issue, but some of the stuff just seemed a little too goofy for me. When the hypnos are joking, I, I didn't like that. I thought that 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 was actually. Not a serious moment for me, but it was something that was really cool for people who have been reading Grayson to actually see this. And then to have the hypnos themselves joke just seemed off to me. Just seemed like, why? You didn't need that. (laughs) Well, you know what? I I like Spiral, now under new management. Yeah, it just has a new attitude. It's just weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's like now we're we're top that. I just just think they could, he could have put him in and at the least have it like, Welcome back, Agent 37. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Uh, also, I also thought, like, um, I don't know. It seemed weird to know that Spiral is watching them do this, too. Out of, just in a side note, uh, I just it seemed weird. Um, See, especially because having... they go into one of uh, uh, Batman's old uh, safe houses. I don't know. It just seemed odd. 
I think you're having the same problem that I had with Batman number 44, where we had just gotten off this great yeah. cliffhanger, and you want to continue that yeah. story. Yeah, and then when so. you don't get it, it really upsets you right uh, off the yeah, bat. Yeah, and it just, I think it's also because of the way Grayson, the way that book works, and why I love it so much is it's such a callback to older issues. Like, it really builds on the other issues. And then this kind of goes against some of those. And it, it really, like I said, it's Tim Seeley who does do plot yeah. for the regular Grayson but doesn't write it. And it just seemed off. It seemed like he had had this issue before. Or it just didn't. He should know all this stuff with Grayson. And some of it just seemed off. But uh, back to Superman, they they end up fighting the Fisticane and, and Blockbuster, which Blockbuster again, becomes part of the Fisticane. That's awesome. Yeah, and I but Fisticane in general, they've been mentioning the Fisticane since the beginning of Grace, and I really don't care about it. It's, it was a spiral thing where Spiral killed their leader, and um, I, it, again, I didn't really care. I think it's kind of neat there, like, we're going to get points, but then as it's going, it, it seems like a lot of nonsense. Well, say, you love the last issue where he's dealing with all the Bat family, because yeah. even though he's a part of this big group, he is the big brother. He has to take responsibility, so yeah. he has to put on a certain front in front of these people that he knows and loves. But now that we get him with Superman, you just he becomes a kid loose. again. I'm telling you, he man, becomes, I know, and that's why and they he's put looking that at his, like his idol to a yeah. degree. He the, really looked up to Superman, again, and he, now he's becoming that, that kid like character said, again. They showed Robin at the beginning and liked that, so that that would set it up. But it's yeah. even like I don't like the whole every half every set. Hey, man, I I don't know. It's just the dialogue seemed off. Um, again, you get a really weird. Uh, power issue in the middle of the fight where Superman gets shot. He's told Dick, both of them have exchanged their ideas. It's very now, odd. What, uh, what's funny, though, to me is you get this where Dick tells Superman exactly what happened to him. Yes. Then Superman kind of tells him. And this is what you wanted last issue of Grayson. Remember, uh -huh. you wanted them to discuss this stuff, and I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> like the whole, it just seemed way over the top. Like, I don't know. It's old friends meeting up together again for the first just, time in a while. It just hey, seems what's like, been going on with you? I, me, I'm a oh super spy. How about you? Lois Lane out of me. Holy shit. And he's like, well, and before, Dick's like, well, since my secret ID was out to the public, I had to worry about my old friends going on. It goes on and on. It's really, but I did like the one part, though, when uh, Superman's just saying, and also he, he uses man. It, yeah. They both go back. He's, that'd be great, man. I just, it seemed odd. Uh, but he goes, yep, lives of superheroes, huh? And then Dick goes, yeah, lives. And it's in quite, I like that. I actually yeah. like that. But then all of a sudden Superman has a super hearing. That's the thing, off. like we were talking about before, because he doesn't have his supervision anymore, but he still has super hearing. That's yeah, weird to me. It, it is weird. And again, it's because you have to have something so that he can say. No. Know what I mean, it's. it's again, I would have had fucking security cameras. Yeah. They could watch them but they, from yeah, this freaking back use, cave it's thing. It's just convenient for them. He even uses it before when the fist yeah. cane are on their way. So they set that up. <laughs> That's I, the just, best, too, because he's talking to Dick. And he's like, wait, do you hear that? And then we go to one of the fist cane like girls who was like kind of a leaderish in this. Yeah, yeah. And she has a spade. She's just dragging it across the wall. Is this one of these sounds you watch out for when you yeah, have super know. hearing? <laughs> it's just crazy. It's like the Freddy Krueger call against the freaking steel. Uh, but yeah, one of the biggest uh, faux pas, I think. I don't know what they were thinking. They they show Superman get shot, and he's like, he reacts, ow. Yeah. And then um, 
uh, Dick goes, wait, did you say Al? And then Superman's like, I'm not as super as I used Ooh, to be. didn't I just tell you shit's yeah, broke? I know, that's, it did come off weird because he's like, listen, I already told you this, you son of a bitch. And earlier, again, I forgot to mention, he doesn't even use solar flare. He's telling Dick and he calls it, what did he call it again? Fucking Starburst. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I hate He's that. like, yeah, uh, yeah, I was using the Starburst. I'm like, what, did the other, is there a copyright? No, I like, I like to think that Tim Seeley not being involved in any Superman books, like, that's a terrible name, yeah. Solar Flare. I'm going to do Starburst. I just think that they told him in a meeting and he forgot. He, they're like, oh, yeah. We he was eating candy. Yeah, Starburst, huh? Solar Flare. He's like, yeah, so he's telling his wife, yeah, I don't know, that's Superman's stupid thing. They is Starburst. I don't know what the hell they call it. Uh, but, yeah, they, they – Who reads Superman? Then the, the two, one of the biggest two things that I didn't like was – Superman's getting shot again. We go back to that. He's like, ow. Oh, what do you mean, ow? I'm not a... So then he says, just because I can't take a shot doesn't mean I can't give one and proceeds to punch a missile. Yeah. It makes no sense because if that missile hits you, you'll die, Eric. But if it hits the ground right below you, If ever shoot And you actually punch it. I'm going to punch missiles from now on, and I'm going to survive. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you, you, then you get a big chase, and the, the fist of Kane, or I said, I like the idea they look like a like a rejects from Mad Max. Yeah. I don't mind them. Blockbuster's okay. Again, there's I, I there's like Blockbuster. It's one of those big over the top villains. He's just yeah. super strong and a raging monster. Yeah. And um, I like you told me earlier this week how you didn't like how they stopped at the little exposition about no, what I, Blockbuster I like is, that. who I, he was. I didn't like. I that. like it a bit because it ties all these back things together and. Uh, because I haven't seen Blockbuster really like explored yeah. like this since the end of Hawkman, yeah. uh, where we got his origin, but then that kind of ruins the continuity in my yeah, mind. Yeah, because they're showing him with all this stuff, and he's fighting Hawk and Dove and Batman. And actually, I had to get a chuckle that they showed Hawk and Dove. It's kind of <laughs> funny. Um, I never even read that series. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 go to hide out from the, the Fist of Kane in one of Batman's old uh, safe, safe houses, house. and it, it's got a thing, and the whole thing. Ties back to the original, where they want uh, Superman wants Dick to reassemble this uh, inhibitor that will make all these guys. And also, uh, speaking of which, uh, did you fully understand at the beginning when you were reading it that no, they were juicing no themselves up? I had no idea. I didn't either. And actually, it took me like three reads to realize what they were saying. And it's when the guy gets knocked off of the motorcycle. Takes and a as sip he's, of a Slurpee. As he's and flying, then... he's sipping his... And, like, and then he's like, I have the, the strength of Atlas. I'm like, what? The first time I read it, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Why is this uh, guy superpowered? That's yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. And, he's like, and then Dick even says, oh, it's chasing these superpowers. Also, there is such a weird forced mention of Midnighter as well. Yeah. I just Everything seemed forced. Uh, where you get the regular run of the shout-outs that are for, like, insiders. This, uh, you know, you can tell me that maybe they want the annual to be more user-friendly, uh, but it's weird. They really, Tim Seeley really, like, highlights the things he wants you to know and really pushes things. Like I said, they had the whole thing about Dick, and he had to explain everything that had happened to him is it because he thinks some readers point. are jumping in here? Yeah. It's weird, though, because if you jump in and then get back to the regular Grayson book next month, or this month now, um, I think people will be thrown off. And I don't think this issue is going to get people into Grayson. Uh, in fact, if I was going to go anywhere with this, this would be more of a way to say, hey, you know what? I want to check out this depowered Superman. Not that I liked it, but yeah. it's more of a... Uh, 
a showcase for this depowered Superman to me than actually Dick and Spiral and Grayson. Um, but then the other thing I didn't like at the end, they call Lex. Which this is the worst part of the book, yeah, in my it, and it's weird because the whole thing is Dick's like Lex. Well, you can't call him. He's the one who killed me, and it, he's dealt with Lex since then in Spiral recently. And, and yeah, recently, and it would have been more of a, a shout out then to say that, like, hey, you know he killed me, but I've dealt with him since then, and I I don't want to deal with him. And in that issue, Lex uh, basically shows that he can kind of control the hypnosis stuff like that, and Dick got the hell out. Yeah, and they had it. It was a bad uh, thing because Dick was supposed to be meeting with him, and it, it all fell apart. Um, yeah, there's that issue there, and even Lex knows. Like he looks and he knows. Oh, Superman! Hey, you called, and I see you're there, and you have a spiral guy. Hey, how's Dick Grayson? It's okay. <laughs> I like the fact that Lex is an asshole, but again, even that, uh, in what's going on normally. He just seems weird. Well, it I, came I, off really weird because to me because of the we have the Justice League going on now, yeah. and in my mind, this Lex Luthor is still the guy that saved the world. He's still working yeah. with the Justice League, but he comes off as evil Lex here, who doesn't even believe that Clark Kent well, is Superman. It goes, it goes back to um, Batman Superman. I know, yeah, and it's again, and it no. doesn't even feel like that because that no. Lex was like the like what the hell James Franco Green Goblin. In yeah, that. yeah. Well, that was that one point. But remember when he first went there, he's like, I can't believe they and they they're playing off of that. As if uh, Tim Seeley read that one panel. Right. He's like, okay, I'll go with that. But it's uh, weird because he doesn't believe the Clark Kent Superman, but then here he is with Grayson, who's Batman's sidekick. That, like that would like be a red flag to me. What's so what's huh, so maybe weird he is. too? What's so weird too is that Superman basically spells out this plan yeah. to Dick and says, "Hey, if if we call, he's gonna believe it at that I'm not Superman." I'm, what? <laughs> He says it's going to reinforce his belief that I'm just some faker. Well, what do you mean? Because he calls for help? He's depowered. and he yeah, knows, and he's, he's got some, some problems. So, And all the while, the, the Fist of Cain are trying to get the hell into this bunker. And it's such a drawn-out thing. You have, he it's calls, uh, Lex has gotten a message. It, they didn't even get through the Lex first. The secretary gave them the message. It's just too much going on. And in the meantime, he gave him the message. He read it. He freaking built the thing on yeah, the toilet. On the toilet. Which sent I drones that was to Gotham. Funny, but yeah, sent drones to Gotham and, and then, then teleported then teleports it. this thing, which you don't even see it. Tell. There's a lot of nonsense. Honestly, I'm. We talked about it before the podcast, but I missed the whole part where he teleported. I thought the drones brought yeah, it. Yeah, so did and I. And then it didn't then, make yeah. sense to me why it exploded in, inside. Uh, and I, I thought that as well. And then when I read it again, even like the second time while I was reviewing it, and it's a little off because they show the thing working, and then two panels later, he's like, "I'm teleporting it over now." Like, no, Lex, <laughs> it's it's already gone. He's like, oh, yeah, you Grayson, you stupid ass. And it's just, and again, it's a call out to how, at the beginning, you got that pink lights. That's how yeah. it happened. And then it ends. So with, I had no idea what happened in the it, beginning. It, of that. I, I didn't either. And it ends with just Dick and uh, Superman using their goddamn fucking nicknames again. They jump out. Uh, the GCPD have got, got all these guys because they're inhibited. And that's the other thing. When I first re- read it, and I didn't. Get, this is like, I read it twice to review. The first time I read it, I didn't realize this juicing thing where they were becoming <laughs> superpowered. So I'm like, why do they need to be inhibited? And it just seemed weird to me. And yeah. then I realized then, I'm okay, they have this, you know. But it's weird because they're drinking this juice, but everyone seems Which to be affected different. And it, yeah, it's just everybody seems to be affected different. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really understand. But at the I end. I don't know. 
you went into this really like I don't yeah. know you didn't, you didn't go into it like that, but you um been telling me since you read it that you didn't I like did the issue. I did not like it. No. And you were telling me about it, and it, Kate went back to me when I was a kid. One of my favorite books that I owned, uh, comic books, was wow. a Robin issue with Robin Superman team up where they fought vampires. Wow. I love this book so much as a kid, and that's what I had in my mind going that it's going to be another Superman Robin team up, yeah. even though it's Grayson. And I went, I'm like, this is just a fun ride. I get these characters having a good time surviving the night. They're de- they mm. are just guys, Jim. I know. Yeah. No, they tell us like six times. It's like like that Family Guy bit where when the movie mentions the movie title, yeah. ah, I was like, okay, we get it. You're just guys. But the best panel in this too. Like you said, you didn't like the art, but that last panel with Batman's oh, like we see really the reflection good. on Batman's visor. No, I like the art. There was just a couple weird panels, but no, in general, the art is what made me give it a better score than I was going to. Right. I did like the art, but yeah, that last panel's great. It's weird to shove in the robot Batman near the end. It's just like that last bit, um, and then that last panel. He's loading up people in the the uh, GCPD SWAT van. <laughs> and again, you know, it's almost like you're like, hey, remember Batman? Remember he's, he's a robot. He's a robot. You got to remember that. But again, I, if you would have told me like they were going to go all out annual-like right. and make this a, instead of Batman involved, this is an old story where Batman told Dick as Robin to stay away from Superman. We don't know about him. He's an alien. We can't trust him yet. He we touches don't know kids. the deal. Yeah, he, he's that. Um, and Dick sneaks away as Robin and they have this adventure and stop Blockbuster, I would have loved it. But tying it in with Grayson and even tying it in with the Truth books, it seemed off to me because there was just a couple things that that didn't jive and it threw me off. And again, like you said, I loved the last issue and maybe it was a Batman 44 situation with me. I just want to have my story continue and this was just the side thing that a lot of, it, again, it didn't make sense to me time-wise. Even it's it's a weird timeline where it's happening. Yeah. And um, I didn't like the dialogue. The dialogue was definitely off from the normal book, obviously, because it's Tim Seeley so writing I, it. I, I, I just dialogue. put that in my mind, though, to him being around a different person than he normally yeah. is. And yeah. like a do- they both adopt a dialect and tone that they don't normally have for that other friend. I've I've done it with my life. Yeah. With different people I hang out with at different times. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. It's just, it's weird. I just, I don't know. The weirdest part is at the end when we see Bruce Wayne and Alfred's there with two hands pouring tea. I'm like, no, no Tim Seeley. Maybe maybe this is way back. Maybe this is when, uh, he has a beard. I know. I was going to say, if you told me then that this was like the third, between the third and fourth issue of Grayson, but it can't be. Yeah, I just I gave it a five out of ten. Uh, Paul on the site called me out. He said he would have given it a three. That's what I originally was going to give it. And, and then, then Reggie I did, swayed you. Yeah, me and Reggie were talking. and gave up some, you know, brought up some points. I did like the idea of seeing the hypnos, and I liked the art. I mean, even at the panel where I said I didn't like it when they come busting out. Yeah. Uh, I like that, even though they come out a bit triumphantly for something they didn't do. <laughs> They're like, yeah. And it's then, so it's weird. It's always a triumph when you survive the night. I guess. And also, if, uh, if you look at that panel, uh, one of the sticks that Dick has, I don't know what's happening with it. It's do floating I. in the air. Uh, there's some weird panels, but I did like the art. I want to call out, though, that Reggie says that you control me. Reggie controls you. He is the mastermind behind all he of is. this. He He actually probably persuaded me to we go We are a, a human centipede deal. of emotions. Yeah, and he, he probably uh, liked it as much as you. What would you give it? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Oh, my goodness. 
uh, he probably would have given it. I'd have to ask him online uh, this week. I think he probably would have been more in line with your deal. I think he was saying that he really enjoyed it. I don't know because he messaged me as I was in the middle of reviewing it, right. and I'm just ripping it apart. <laughs> oh, I didn't like it. And he writes, uh, he wrote to me like, "Hey, Superman's a piece of shit, but at least we get a good Superman and Grayson." And you're like, right. what? I said, I'm in the middle of ripping it apart. And then we argued about it. <laughs> uh, yes, but yeah, on the set, I gave it a 5 out of 10. I wish that I could retroactively give it like a 3, 5, or a 4, probably. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Good issue. Yeah, the next issue is not good. No, it is not. We can get back to agreeing. <laughs> Superman number 44, written by Gene Luen Yang, with art by John Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, Dean White, Leonardo Alia, and Rob Lee. Our truth story concludes here, even though it's the beginning of the truth story, and all Superman does is fight villains left and right because for some reason, even though they know his secret identity, they think that they can take on Superman. Idiots. Yeah, especially because this isn't the fully depowered version. Nope. <laughs> this yeah, is pretty much, hey, I know your identity. I am still Superman, fuckos. Yeah, yeah. It's like all of a sudden you know somebody's identity and it's like a secret word that makes them not be able to fight you. I... Shazam. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Even though Superman begins feeling his powers fade, he's still able to handily take down his opponents before cutting his hair like an emotional girl. And we see, (laughs) and we see, I fucking lost my place. (laughs) And we never see. Little girl. You're too busy laughing at your own joke. Oh, such a hilarious guy. Oh, yeah. Like an emotional girl. And we never see him go to the Fortress of Solitude like the story should have ended. Yeah, that's what we said all along, that this one better end with him going at least heading that way. Nope. And, and the worst part, after reviewing this book this entire week, I've just been thinking about it. Who the fuck is taking care of Crypto? He yeah. is there in the Fortress shitting all over the forest and just dying of starvation. Yep, he's eating his shit now. He's the, <laughs> he's the human centipede. He's the uh, dog centipede. Poor Crypto. I Holy miss Crypto. Holy Um... Just in so- general, uh, what are you done your intro? Oh yeah, I'm done my uh, intro, baby. What, what did you think, just in general? What did you think of the art this issue? It looks like this is the first time that John Romita Jr. has ever drawn Superman yeah, or any of the characters it's so in Superman. Weird. Did, didn't you think it was way off? Way off. I, and I thought, I think last issue was, I think I was saying yeah. how he's finally on point. He knows yeah. what he's doing. It's working. Yeah, and he even like he apologized. Even yeah. him, he came out and said, "Listen." I, I had a, a bit of a learning curve doing this. I'm really on now. You're going to see. And, yeah, we had an issue where we're like, man, this is the best art he's had since joining. I, I don't know what happened here. I'm sorry. At one point, General Lane and Lois Lane look like they're mongoloids because oh of how God. disproportionate their yeah. eyes and heads are. I even think that, I mean, half of the things just look like it's, like, ha- mailed in. Yeah. Like it's half done. I'm telling you, the, the Royal Flush Gang, which is a bunch of bullshit, <laughs> uh, they they don't even look completely done. No, I don't like this weird. team up. This team of the I like the Royal Flush Gang because it's always constantly changing. Yeah. This iteration is terrible. And and even they they're the worst. Uh, what I'm thinking, I'm looking at my notes. First off, I put, uh, what the fuck? The Royal Flush Gang was ridiculous. Yeah. Seemed like a big joke to me. And then I the only thing I can think of, they're in there for that preview. That's all I could think of. Why were they there? <laughs> and then at the end, they start fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> it made no sense. Oh, like Superman's kicking her ass. Well, I guess I'm going down. I might as well like take care of this guy because he made fun of my brother. So, and seriously, they're, they're there. Superman comes and he punches them. And then the one says, all right, you win, Superman. I surrender. Didn't you think she was joking? Yes. Didn't you think it was one of those like, 
okay, Superman, we surrender. In the meantime, the guy's going around the back and they push him <laughs> like you do in grade school. <laughs> I'm grade waiting school. for that. And then she's like, just give me a minute to take care of something. I'll come right back. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. She's running away and she's tricking yeah. him because he's a dummy. Nope. She's mad. She's mad because you she's don't ever treat my brother like that. And I'm like, what is going on? You, you don't even – it's like one of those things where they have forced something in with not enough characterization to know what is going on. I'm telling you, people love Gene uh, Yang. I, I don't know what he's doing. I, I really don't. And you know what? I don't think he does. I don't think he gets – what this whole thing is, and then I, I'm telling I'm saying, you, this is such a strange story to conclude this uh, story arc it's on because so nothing weird. happens. No, and again, you have this guy, and again, he's very uh, well liked. He's done a lot of these graphic novels of yeah. his own. Um, I, I don't think that they should have given him a big book like this. Do they not think that Superman, <laughs> the Superman title, is a, a big book? It's supposed to be one of the it, big books. I'm saying and, it's really big in my mind. And, it should be at least. And people can tell me that they love him or whatever. And I'm telling you, I've, I've been disappointed with every issue. So have and I. It's this the worst one, one in that this true one story. This one is just ridiculous. I don't even know what's going on. Then you get Livewire. And, and it, I didn't even know it was Livewire at first. Yeah. But again, everything seemed weird. I'm it's telling like, you, we we had Superman take on the the Royal Flush Gang, then immediately go to the Daily Planet yeah. where there's a hostage situation where he takes on the strangest group of villains I think I've ever yeah. seen. We've got Atomic Skull, yep. Livewire, yep. Killer Frost, Killer Croc, Shockwave, and they're all being led by a guy named Dylan with guns strapped to his wrist who yeah. now blames Superman for the I, death I of his wife I don't because now he knows it's Clark and Kent. He's like, what do you think they would get? What would this Dylan guy be able to do? Like, he doesn't have money because yeah. he lost his job because he's yeah. crazy. Um, but even live, I, that first bit, you see Livewire, and he, they have what's didn't his even name, know it was Lombard. Livewire first. Lombard, I didn't yeah. either. I just thought it was some punk, and it's got, he's, she's got uh, Lombard. Yeah. And they go through a whole explanation, like, maybe he's going to sneak up behind you. You shut up. Oh, yeah, you dude villains, you're touchy, and you, uh, what is going on? I, like, what, what are we talking about here? And then Superman shows up, and again, this is the... Mostly powered Superman. Yes. Uh, which I like. He comes in and he's smoking. He's got smoke coming on. I don't know what's going on there. He was but, shot in the back. Yeah. I just. You know, I don't know with what, but he was shot what. in the back. These things just all smoke. I, and then it, it burned his shirt up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It burned his shirt. And then uh, she live wire attacks. And then, like you said, I'm reading this and you had already kind of told me the team, yeah. but I kind of forgot. And I go and right away, your eye is drawn right to Killer Croc. What are you doing here, Croc? And it I'm doesn't like, make any sense. Why are you involved, Croc? I don't understand. Nope. Again, I you could even say, hey, Atomic Skull, that makes I This should be all like H-list villains. Oh, Killer that Frost show doesn't even make sense and to me. And that's what I'm saying. This shouldn't be Livewire, yes. You maybe get Livewire, Shockwave, and then Which get Which doesn't some, make sense on the story because Livewire was just put back I in the mall. I know. It was, yeah. And didn't look anything like this. And no. This is the old Livewire, and I just... It's ridiculous. Then it, 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 it's just ridiculous after <laughs> ridiculousness. Because then you get Lois and her dad. He's thanking her. It, it just everything's weird. And then I like too. They're they're like, oh, there's a hostage situation. Lois thinks that her dad can order the whole fucking army into Metropolis to stop a hostage situation. You can't hey, what, do what that. What else are you gonna have your father in the military you, if you can't yeah, order you, a military? You have to. You have to get a lot of 
freaking clearances here, Clarence. General. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess the whole point of this issue was to simply show us that Superman isn't taking any shit anymore. Yeah, From I... when Jimmy broadcast him pretty much saying, if you go after mine, I'm going yeah. to hurt you. Yeah, and even that, didn't that? It, and Lois I'm said, that's no, not it... you. It just seems weird. And yeah. it seems weird because this is where that ends. You would have thought that that would have had more to do in the other books. Like, whoa, I, I saw but that. I'm saying Superman. it kind of is because after this, we get the jerky Superman. Yeah, he is the jerky Superman. And I think this is the start of it where he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. I and... would have thought there'd be more reaction from people, though. And again, I'll tell you one thing. You find out why Perry hates him. Perry's <laughs> pissed. He freaking gets shot. Uh, and so you get that. And he gives that whole thing like, listen, you put everybody in danger. And I'm telling you, I like that part. Yeah. At least it explained why he was such a dick uh, <laughs> going forward from there. But I, I don't know. He makes the video, like you said. But with this being the beginning of the story and us knowing everything that happens after it, it makes this really lackluster because yeah, we already know everything. The only thing that you can really get out of this book is uh, Hoyer Root showing up to that freaking doorway orgy yeah. with freaking uh, oh. Wrath, Vandal, Savage, and Mr. Ben. Yeah, well, which, you, yeah. I'm you saying, though, but even we've seen that with the end of each issue, so it's not that even that big of a surprise. No, I'll tell you one, uh, two things. I'm looking at this. Um, I, um, If you're a supervillain, say yeah. you're, and even Lex is watching this video, if you are a supervillain, do you care? Like, you already are, are attacking. We've already seen Livewire and these guys attack. Now he's spelling out, don't you go near the people I like. It's an invitation. It's Pretty like, much. hey, why don't you go do that? Because that's the one thing that'll piss me off. And uh, then you go on the... You, it's like Batman telling Grayson not to hang out with Superman. He's going to do it now. I guess he's going to, and they're going to say, man, I'm fist bump. But the big What's thing... What's up, Blue? What's up, The Red? big thing from this issue is, is that is going to be the big thing in all the books going on is who Hoarder Root's dad is. Yeah. That's the big thing. There. Out of nowhere, he's got daddy issues. What the fuck? And supposedly it's somebody that would make sense and that Superman has dealt with for years. That's what right. I read today. That, I did uh, not read Gene that, Yang, so that's yeah, actually kind of cool. Yeah, Gene Yang came out and there was an interview or something and said that people are already trying to guess. And they said, will they be able to guess from it? And um, he said no, which is weird. It's weird that he calls out that his dad would <laughs> like this new body. It Didn't you seem that was weird? And also he says... You haven't said anything I don't know. about my I'm new saying. node. What do you think? Much more rugged than the last few months. I think he just wants to fuck right there. He's like, I listen, think he's baby. he's just really vain. Yeah, but he says it's hard to find bodies with genetic makeup. And I, Imagine right. if Horta Root took your body. He's not telling nobody about it. No, if anybody brings it up, he's going to smack him. <laughs> yeah, he said his father would be impressed. And then she's like, you're always trying to, to do something with your father. What do you yeah, think I know, it was weird. Like, my mom would be impressed, or my dad would be impressed. Yeah, What's weirder to say? I don't know either, because he's basically <laughs> standing there nude at that point, it seemed. He's like, yeah, my dude. Look Ooh, at my holy big Holy crap, dick. he's looking down there. Man, my dad would be impressed. I think your dad would be pissed. <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts of who his dad is? No, it's, I'm telling you, up to this point, it wasn't really something that I concerned myself with. I'm like, yeah, we'll get there. It won't be anything important. But yeah, if you're I, saying it's going to be something big, then I guess I better get on the Cyborg Superman era. So, Zorel? I don't know. I have no idea. But supposedly it's something you wouldn't be able to pick. But that's going to be the big thing of Hoarder Root's going to continue with the... That's his big thing in this book going forward. Yeah, okay. I don't know. And it's going to go through all the books still, they said, this whole thing with Hoarder Root. But, I'm saying, but it's not the truth anymore. No, no. It's whatever the hell it's called. The lie. I don't even know they're not even, I'm saying that. They're not even pushing what yeah. the next one's going to yeah, be called, I don't know. if anything. We'll, we'll... Every other solicit's like, the truth continues. Nice. Nothing for these next bit. No, nothing at all. 
I don't know. But uh, what you like? We said I hated the art. Hated it. Uh, hated the issue. What did you give it? Four out of ten. Yeah, I think I would have given it about a four out of ten as well. Uh, maybe a three. I, yeah. I hate that. You know, we're all negative, but boy, it was not good. This is like the worst of the. Actually, I can't even say it's. I don't even know if it's the worst of the worst because that first part with Hoarder and the goddamn campus in the clouds and the magic yeah. bus yeah, threw me off weird. so much. Oh, uh, we didn't even mention this. the other thing I hate. It was that Superman basically tells Lois, "Listen, they sucked the power out of me, out of me and I got a feeling it's not coming back." Oh, you got a feeling, do you, Superman? Yeah, it's so stupid. It's a weird thing for you to I, say I to me. I can't wait until his power comes back and she's like, "I thought you said that you had a feeling." Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, it just seemed weird. It was a weird dialogue. Anyway. It was very weird. Yeah, the whole thing is off. Why uh, could we not have gone to the Fortress of Solitude, where those powers continued to freaking like depower, like yeah. go away, and, and then the shadow monsters yeah. show up? I don't That's even care if you even showed that whole thing—the shadow monsters attacking him and him getting to the fortress and the fortress not letting him in. But again, you had that, and now we really haven't seen anything more of like this genetic uh, change. Yeah, you only that it was interesting. Seeing Superman try to get into the Fortress of Solitude and it's saying it doesn't recognize your genes, that's fucking... And then he puts on genes, Eric. I don't think they realize what genes were. Like, I don't and recognize we, those genes. How about these? And I we, got a t-shirt. We were talking earlier this week because somebody commented, I don't remember who it is, and I apologize, about do you think that Supergirl was supposed to tie into this because when her series ended, she was, was depowered. It was Mike N. I think. Mike N., all right. And I believe, and that was a great comment. I forgot yeah. all about it again. I told you to remind me. And I think that that probably, if Supergirl continued, that is what was going to tie into this. And since that was canceled, and since then, I think they came up with a whole different story <laughs> um, because he thinks that it's something wrong with the sun. Right. He thinks the sun as kind of, or, you know, maybe the Kryptonians, the way they get the, uh, but yeah, with Supergirl out of it, uh, I think that they changed it all up. That, that Supergirl should fun. really be in this, so he yeah, could have somebody, I had have no been idea. Great. Wouldn't it have been great for her just to show up? See in, if she had powers, didn't have books. powers? Yeah, say in the Superman book that she showed up and, and helped them deal with it. Once yeah. she found, seriously, the minute, we haven't even talked about that. Once they gave up his identity and all that and they announced he was depowered don't you think she would have showed up now you i would can think say, so oh, she's on the crucible but she wasn't she no was she came back home guy. she was working in that goddamn coffee shop in yeah. metropolis remember because he kept coming it was metropolis or new york i believe it was metropolis okay yeah i i might be wrong but i remember superman showed up a couple times to talk to her he could have been in new york but i'm thinking it was metropolis okay um but i'm saying She's still Kryptonian. She could go back to the Fortress of Solitude, yeah. let him in, whatever. Yeah. At least show up and see what's going on. Hey, I heard hey, this. Take care of Crypto, maybe? Yeah. Hey, I heard this. Are you okay? Maybe she's taking care of Crypto, and she was there. He showed up, and she was laughing. She didn't answer. <laughs> That's she a thought, dick cousin like, move. What, this, what are you, Jehovah Witness? We're not answering that door. We're not answering, Eric. What are you, Bill, Bill Payer or Bill... What do you call him? Bill collector. Bill, Bill, Bill payer. payer. Yeah, that's what happens at my house. People just show up and pay my bills. That sounds I, amazing. I got it. I got it good here in Quakertown. Uh, yes, but next we're going to move on to Ryan, brightest daycare Clark's other side segment. Don't know what he's doing, Eric. He <laughs> sent it to me early. Podcast off the rails. Listen, I was going to listen to it today, and I was downstairs, and as I mentioned many a time, my computer does not have audio. So I was usually he writes what he's going to do in his uh, little email. Yeah. He did not. He just said, "Hey, here it is. Hope you have fun." And yelled about the Eagles. He doesn't like the Eagles. <laughs> yelled at me. Uh, but yeah, here we're gonna find out real quick what Ryan's doing. So take it away, Ryan. <laughs> 
Hello, Weird Science, and welcome back to The Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan, brightest daycare clerk, and I'm coming to you this week with the True Believers Squirrel, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number one from Ryan North, Erica Henderson, Maris Wicks, and Rico Renzi through Marvel Comics. Now, things have been pretty thin when it comes to new books to review for The Other Side these last few weeks, uh, but it looks like from here on out, at least for the foreseeable future, there will be more than enough new books to keep me going for a while. So either that's a good thing, or a bad thing for you, and if it's a bad thing, you've probably already skipped right over this segment, so I don't know why I'm even talking to you anymore. This book was something I really wasn't all that keen on reading for the week, uh, but the one new image book didn't really seem to lend itself to something I could talk about um, in a one-sided conversation at length, and the uh, review copy issue of Puppet Master that Jim offered to me to read was something I tried to read, uh, but after I was about halfway through, I realized I don't really care about the deep cuts of the Puppet Master universe, and that I hadn't read a single issue of the story that came before this, so I was pretty much lost and pretty well disinterested. So I went ahead and picked up the $1 reprint of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number one, thinking to myself, hey self, this is a different kind of book, and one that seems to be Batgirling its characters right alongside Batgirl, so check it out, dummy. I don't really know why I'm so mean to myself, but I am, so there. Uh, this book was absolutely nothing at all like I expected, but still felt like what I should have expected coming into the book. I really had no idea who Doreen Green uh, was as a character, as a person, and I have uh, really no idea um, who or what Squirrel Girl is either coming into this. Uh, I thought it was nice uh, on the cover for this reprinted issue uh, to sort of include all of the Marvel top-tier characters in the Squirrel Girl dream sequence on the cover, uh, but at first it was a bit confusing to see that and not really have noticed that at first, uh, when the only quote-unquote heavy hitter in this issue was Craven the Hunter, who probably wouldn't even really be considered um, A-list at this point. Uh, the artwork in the issue is good for a fun and light-hearted book that is most certainly Batgirling for Batgirling's sake. Uh, it was very funny. Uh, the inclusion of the Deadpool villain trading cards were a nice touch, along with the humor that Ryan North uh, seems to put into his books uh, with the itty-bitty text blurbs printed at the bottom of the page, which the first and only other time I really was introduced to that was in his Original Sins um, miniseries contribution. I don't really know Erica Henderson's artwork offhand and hadn't really gone, uh, gone back to the archives to see what all else she had done, um, but she obviously has a talent for drawing this style of book, uh, I think that this book also seems to be both sort of a very positive story for young girls as comic readers, but also a book I don't know that I would really reach for first to give a young woman interested in reading comics. Uh, there were a few off moments in the book, like the moment when Squirrel Girl, at the beginning, tucks her squirrel tail into her pants and gives herself, and I quote, a conspicuously large and conspicuously awesome butt. Uh, seemed to be a bit of a double-edged statement, drawing attention to her butt, but it also being a squirrel tail. Um, I, it was weird. I mean, college campuses everywhere, you have kids wearing, you know, 
fuzzy duck pajama pants and and uh, shark slippers, so a girl with a squirrel tail probably wouldn't be that far out of out of the ordinary on a regular college campus as well. Um, beyond that, there really didn't seem to be any other moments of humor taken too far. Uh, the interactions between Doreen and her college roommate were serviceable. Uh, obviously, there was the setup for the, the love interest in the book. Um, but the whole talks to squirrels in public thing was just like, hey, everyone, this weird girl on our nice conservative college campus talks to freaking squirrels over here. And then, boom, she's castigated and labeled the weirdo who talks to squirrels, not the quote-unquote awesome superhero with the ability to talk to squirrels. Um, overall, I thought this book was fun to read, and for a dollar, uh, all across the board, the accessibility hurdle is very low. Um, just go ahead, next time you're going through the drive through downgrade that Wendy's Classic Triple to a double, and you're in business. Uh, I would recommend checking this book out if you're at all interested in seeing what this story has to offer, seeing the kind of books that appeal to people other than um, white dudes in their 20s and 30s, um, or if you just have a dollar in your pocket that you cannot stand having on your person for one moment longer. Uh, along with uh, this issue of Squirrel Girl, I had just finished the fifth volume of Uncanny Avengers for Marvel, which is what leads up uh, to the story as a, a prelude to the Axis event. Uh, I really liked the the hardcover with that. I think Rick Remender has a, a really good voice when it comes to writing all those different characters. That was a lot of fun to read. Uh, I just finished the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Volume 2, uh, which I thought was a, a beautiful way for Alan Moore to kind of do a send-up of War of the Worlds. Uh, so definitely go give that a read if you haven't already. And I'm getting caught up. Uh, I went back to... Uh, issue one, and I'm getting caught up on The Flash. Uh, with the second season of the TV show coming back next week, I really wanted to get as much of the series under my belt as I can, because uh, I read, I think it was roughly about the first uh, the first story arc, that first volume, uh, as it was coming out month by month, but I have just fallen further and further um, and further away uh, from being on the DC Comics bandwagon with time. As of this point, I'm up to issue 17, which is pretty good, considering all the uh, weekly reading I've done and the other trades I've been reading as well. Um, uh, I, I like what I've read so far. Um, I hope it stays good. I know that once the creative team changes, that'll create some uh, you know, differing opinions there. I also picked up the most recent volume of Catwoman, the volume 6, uh, from my local library. After hearing what Jim and Eric have to say about the book, I thought it would be worth checking out now that it's in trade. Um, and I also, when I was there, picked up uh, the miniseries Batman the Cult as well, so I'll be reading those soon. Uh, interested to check those out to totally different styles of books from totally different DC publishing eras. Um, if you have any suggestions for the other side segment or just want to tell Jim and Eric how much you enjoyed our talk about Shattered Empire and how I should be a permanent fixture on the show, uh, just send the guys a nice, and by nice I mean awful and scathing, email, and I'll be sure to listen in for what great things you all have to say next. And uh, that will do it for me, and until next time, I will see you on the other side. All right, Eric, we're moving right along. 
right along. I'm that means I got to read more things. That's right. Because I, I was going to mention it earlier in the podcast. I was yelling and screaming about how these other podcasts that have it made where they only have to do a couple books. I only had <laughs> two books this week. So I know how it is. I'm loving it. I was sitting back there with my hands behind my head, kick my feet up, smoke me a cigar. Yeah. I've never smoked a cigar in my life, but, I, you know, that's what you do. And then I and watch you do your reviews and watch your freaking horror movies. And we're going to go on with uh, another book of yours. Batman Annual Number 4, written by James Tynan IV, with art by Raj Antonio. Raj, mm. Dave McCaig, and Steve Wands. Hey, hey, hey. There you go, rerun. That was, that was Dwayne. So was it? No, it was rerun. No, no. Dwayne said that every time he walked in. Rerun just said crazy shit and dance. Anytime you have to go back, look up Dwayne. When Dwayne would show up, they go, hey, Dwayne. Hey, hey, hey. I think Rerun did it, too. Well, well, we'll have to look that up. Anyway, I want to start this off by saying Comic Book Resources gave this issue a 4 out of 10. Go get them. Yeah, really. Where are the people (laughs) screaming and yelling at them? I don't think they have comments on Comic Book Resources. Oh, they do. They have a lot of comments, yeah. I have no idea. Oh, I'm sure people called them out on it. Uh, I doubt it. No, but this was way better than that Batman 44, if you ask me. I agree. For this annual, we get to take a look at Bruce Wayne and what he's doing now uh, that he's lost his mind. Well, memory. After Jerry Powers of Powers International decides that she can't in good conscience take away the boyhood home of this current Rain Man Bruce Wayne, Bruce and Julie show up to sign the papers and walk right into one of Riddler's death traps. I can't talk now. Riddler's death traps. If you recall from the series Arkham Manor, Wayne Manor was briefly turned into Arkham, and Riddler, Clayface, and Mr. Freeze hid behind to meet the absent-minded former millionaire and make him confess that he's just as crazy as a bunch of them, which he does before turning the tables and taking out his remapped mind's aggression out on them. Gosh darn it. Nice. I'm no, looking, I'm I can't looking talk at, I'm looking at the roundup right now. Comic book resources isn't the worst. It's not? No. Comic List gave it a 2 out of 10, Eric. 2 out of 10. Go get them. 2 out of 10. Go get them. I'm looking if they have any comments, and they do not. I'm adding one right now. No, you're not. Get out of here. Take that, you jerk off. You want to be Gerard Jones? (laughs) Here, I'm going to do Everybody gives this a good review, but surprise, Comic List gives it a 2 out of 10. I find this to be a issue full of extravagant... I don't know. I can't even talk like a douchebag. <laughs> I guess I can talk like a douchebag, but not like that. But yeah, they give it a, a two. I, I really like this issue. I do too. Besides for being a Batman story without a real Batman, it was a decent way of looking at the current state of mind of Bruce Wayne while performing as an epilogue to Arkham Manor. Yes, I actually liked it because it was an epilogue to Arkham Manor. And it also kind of, <laughs> it also kind of hinted at... A way where you really think that he's about to become Batman again. I swear to Christ, the half, and, halfway through this issue, I'm like, oh my God, he knows it's Batman. Yeah. Like, Riddler's like, who, what are you, yep. Bruce? I'm like, holy shit, well, he and knows. Again, I thought, and the way it was spelled out was, I thought since he was in Arkham Manor, right. he had found something that, like, I thought maybe he had found the Batcave. Right. Or he had done something along well, the way. Well, he shouldn't have because they freaking, like, blocked oh, that all well, off. They, and... Yeah, they shot. But again, it's the Riddler. I thought he found something, which he did. We'll get to it. Yeah. But I thought that he found something else, and he knew. And then, even if he didn't know, I thought that he was going to end up shooting Alfred. <laughs> and uh, what's her name? I always forget. Julie. Julie. And 
I holy shit, this is now going to be his new version of his. I was <laughs> like, holy crap! And I you've been waiting for somebody else to die to oh reactivate my God. his brain. Remember, brain. I kept saying it was going to be Alfred too, and I was like, oh no! Actually, I thought Alfred was going to kill somebody and set it up, but boy, I, I like this issue again. Like you said. Now, this is an annual, again, I'm not reviewing the regular Batman book, so maybe yeah. that's part of it. But I really like, this does something. This actually, like you said, it's like an epilogue to Arkham Manor, which I really like, but it also gives you more of this Bruce that's in the regular Batman book, because in the regular Batman book, we're getting more of the uh, Jim, Jim Gordon, Gordon Batman, yeah. and we haven't had a lot of the... Regular Bruce Wayne, and I, I dug that a lot since yeah. we we you know we're not going to take time out of the regular story to deal with the Bruce Wayne heavy stuff. We'll deal with Jim Gordon. We take the time here yeah. with the annual. I dug that. Yeah, and even to the point where um, the Riddler even calls out Bruce of like, yeah, you don't remember things, but guess what? Uh, you were a dick when you were a kid. You were an asshole. You weren't this like you know great kid. When your parents died, you were a little pussy. And it's just, I'm telling you, I really like that. I'm like, you know what? That really throws a lot of shit, you know, on its ear there that, yeah, he wasn't this guy who just like, oh, my parents died. It's time for vengeance or I'm going to, you know, and yeah, you, you get the idea through this whole thing that Riddler knows that it's Batman. Right. And I really like the way they play that up. So and, do I. And especially because usually in an issue like this where you think that going in, and it keeps building and building and building. And then when you get to the point where you realize that he doesn't know, you think, oh, oh, well, he didn't know. I thought it got better so to I. the point where he's like, you ended up coming here and getting that Batman. And you know what? He came in for all your fucking pain and suffering. You made him do this stuff. And look at what it did. And now you're going to have to suffer. And, yeah. that, and the whole issue, basically the whole point is, I'm talking too much. It wasn't even my book. But the whole <laughs> issue is that they're pissed because they heard that he lost his memory. Yeah. And he's like, listen, you know what? We had to suffer because of what happened to your parents. Well, now we're going to make you suffer again because that's fucking bullshit that you get to walk away scot-free. And so he's going to shoot Julia and, uh, and Alfred. I thought it was fucking awesome. And again... I, I love the fact that we're... They're all doing this because, like, the scars that Bruce Wayne's legacy has left on them from, you know, doing all this stuff to making Batman funding him and all the pain that Batman has caused them in the long run. And I love, like, if it wasn't for you, like, uh, Clayface, like, I would have been an actor. I could have used these powers and I could have done yeah. any role. Yeah. And then Mr. Freeze, and like, if it wasn't for you, I would still have my wife and I'd be able to save I'd people with my cryotech. And the riddle, if it wasn't for you, I would have gotten a buttload of money for my yeah. zero year. Yeah, he's like, the zero year, that's all he cares. Now, I, I will, love that so I will much. admit one thing, though, that at the beginning, when they're going through the, the manor and then Alfred's like, hey, did you redo this because this room was big or whatever? And then Clayface was yeah. the, the goddamn uh, fireplace. Yeah. And when the villains came out and Clayface kind of ate them uh, to get rid of them, yep. uh, Alfred and Joe, I thought I thought it was a dream. I really didn't think it was real. I thought it was very <laughs> odd. And I'm like, oh, so it's going to be this where we're going to get that Bruce actually remembers things. He's remembering things with this crazy. You well, just jumped to a bunch of conclusions. It was so weird. Today, oh, it was so weird, though. I'm saying because just I, I'm telling you that this I, is I, what. I, I, it I came off the, weird that they were there. It just, just didn't imagine, seem right. I just imagine though, it's like I'm reading the book and taking everything for face value. You get to a point and then you put the book down. And just, what if this is all I know, a dream? I, yeah. No, I was. I and thought, then you go back. You see oh, them go no. away, 
and gets <laughs> taken away. And it was so extravagant. This this and I said in my notes, I really like the explanation of how they got rid of the the Clayface, so Mr. Freeze, and Riddler. Um, it it seems I know that Riddler is a guy who's smart. Very smart. Yeah. And yes, he can figure things out. But for them to actually have to remove his cell. Safety. Uh, seriously. If he got out of the cell door, they can shoot him, right? He's not invulnerable. <laughs> I'm like, what does it matter? Could if you he imagine if, to the, get out? if the police just started shooting the villains yeah. instead of just. Yeah. How about, it's like all this time that Batman has dealt with them and, all the, and then they just get shot by the police. They're dead. <laughs> um, but then at one point, I thought. That uh, James Tynan, I thought, man, he is really doing something here because I really did think this was going to be the start of Bruce becoming Batman again. I thought, right. you know what? The big joke of Batman is always that he created his own villains. Yeah. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if his villains then recreated him? I thought that'd be awesome. I that thought it was awesome. a really great thing. And of, of course, that doesn't happen here yet. Um, but yeah, I, I like this issue. <laughs> I have an issue. I have one issue though that like really bothered me. It's a nitpicky little bullshit thing. Cause you're talking about Clayface and how they yeah. did all the stuff oh, with yeah, Clayface. Yeah, yeah. But in the Arkham Manor series, Clayface was never there. It was yeah. a sentient like offshoot of him okay. that Joker fucked with with his Eric Border persona. Yeah, yeah. And made him Clownface. And they took yeah. care of Clownface, but Clayface should not have been in this book. Yeah. Well, he's there. It, okay. I'm just saying it's a nitpicky little bullshit yeah. thing. And um, I know that you told me, like, oh, and then Bruce has a gun. But he he, he yeah. doesn't shoot anybody. He shoots that. Oh, thing my God. I was so scared that he shot Riddler. Yeah. Actually, I was like, holy shit. That'd be pretty hard-ass, too, to be like, okay. You know, he doesn't remember. Blam. He doesn't know that he doesn't like that. Batman just and, starts killing his villains. Blam. Yeah, he's just done. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I liked it. I liked the art for most of it. I didn't like the art of actual Bruce. There are some it, there are some panels where Bruce just looks crazy, and I guess he's supposed to. Right. Uh, but man, there's some that he looks really weird. And one of them, he he actually it's when they uh, Clayface makes the um, the construct, I guess you'd call it or whatever. He forms oh, into parents? Batman. Oh, no, okay, Batman. Okay. And if if you do, you have the issue there. I can bring it up. If you if you go through this, I'm telling you, it's Kevin Smith. He Bruce Wayne is Kevin Smith in this panel, and there's no I don't care what you ever tell me. The artist was doing it as a shout out to him because it, this is not Bruce Wayne. But he wants to be on Fat Man. I think that so. Bad. I'm telling you, he really wants to be on there because it is Kevin Smith to a T. It's not the Bruce Wayne that was even in this issue up until then. Uh, it is very weird panel. The thing I, is, I really like they have Dave McKay on coloring on this. And I like it. He actually he was the colorist on Arkham Manor. Yeah. And he really brought that Arkham Manor feel to this book, which I really dug since this is pretty much an epilogue to that six issue mini. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I really like that too, and I like that it's a Batman annual that ties into the book and also does a couple extra things. Yeah. Like you said, it, it explains. It also explains how he's getting back to the manor. It does all that. I I really like it. I know it's a forced thing with the uh, the candle or the. Um, What's it called? The chandelier. chandelier. I mean, when when Canasta. Alfred said that, yeah, when Alfred said that, did you have any doubt that this was going to be at a no, point where? I'm like, no. come on, really? <laughs> like, When's this going to come to play? That's what I thought. I'm like, oh, jeez. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's Kevin Smith. Isn't right. it Kevin Smith? <laughs> it's exactly right. Kevin Smith. I was reading it. I'm like, wait a minute. When did Kevin Smith get in this book? Holy moly! That's it's funny. exactly him. It never crossed my mind at oh, the time. That's exact. 
Uh, now I'm saying with this, this in my mind though is the first step of reintroducing Bruce to his things. Yeah, I won't be surprised if we start seeing Bruce being uh, put back to his former status quo, like getting his mansion back, yeah, and getting so his too. fortune back, then getting his memory back, and, it's and immediately too. dumping Julie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, again, at the end, it makes it look like he's going to marry her, and yeah. um, he uh, he wants to get married. I think at the very end, she turns him down. And uh, it's at the point where he's just getting to be, remember things, and then it's a good thing anyway. Um, and also, uh, when did Riddler become fucking Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> Again, I'm telling you, this guy is smart and likes to say riddles. Why is he tied up like this? <laughs> Why? He's they have guns. Man. They have guns. If this guy tried anything like crazy, he doesn't eat people. He is a guy, and I'm telling you, what does he tell riddles? And it confuses you so much, he runs away. He can still tell riddles. He's sitting there. there, you know, he's telling a riddle, and the, the guy's like, he, Riddler asked the guard a riddle, and the guard's like, huh, I better untie him. Yeah. It, it's like, it all confuses everyone. And they, what? A, 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 what? What? It has two, four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three at night? Oh, where'd he go? He's gone. <laughs> Holy shit, he did it again. Uh, and the like, answer is man. <laughs> he yeah. remembers that. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, but, I uh, like I'm thinking, though, is that with all the backgrounding that DC's talking about is going on, they got to get rid of that. they got to get back to the meat and potatoes. DC has strayed too far from their cash count. I think that this is like they're panicking and they got to bring the oh, Batman I, back I to his former glory. I agree that, uh, again, and we agree. I really think in all in all, uh, they tried too much too soon. And this is, like you said, this well, they, is the way they to get changed back. everything up all in June. Uh, yeah, yeah, everything With changed. every character. Yeah, it, it just was too much of a shock to the system. But yeah, I think this is the first step. Like you said, you'll first get Bruce getting his wealth back. He'll yeah. get, you know, uh, somehow Jerry, like she doesn't mind giving away billions Julie. of dollars. Oh, Jerry empowers. Yeah, she sorry, doesn't yeah. mind. And she's even like, my son called me and he's pissed. And Jesus no, Christ. No, her nephew, nephew Derek yeah. Powers from Derek. Batman Beyond, who will yes. take over Powers International yeah. and, kill, and uh, kill Terry's parents. Yeah, Terry, yep. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I yeah. thought that was a cool shout out. Yeah, they're all pissed. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of shout outs. Like you said, a lot to Arkham Manor, which for you, you read and reviewed those. Yeah. It's pretty nice to have something there and make it seem like, yes, this actually did happen. You know, a lot of times these books well, are canceled like that. And this actually like ties the bow on it and lets you know why he's back at the manor. I, in my mind, he was already back at the manor. I don't know why I thought he wasn't. No, uh, he was. This takes place before that. Okay, yeah. We've so. seen him at the manor before this. I was going to say, that's what I thought. So I was a little confused there. Yeah. Um, I was confused I was that the one thing uh, with Hannibal Ar- Lecter's in there. Arkham Manor, though, is that I was not a big fan because they, they introduced this character, the spider. I thought the storyline was bullshit, didn't go yeah. anywhere. And then we had the Seth Wickham character who the whole like kind of story arc revolved around. Mm-hmm. But nothing really happened there. I like this as a true ending to that book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, what 8.7 did you it? out of 10. Really? That's pretty high for you. Um, that high? For you, I'm not for throwing 10s like left that. and right, but... Jesus. Yeah, everything's <laughs> between a 7 and an 8 for you. Right down the middle of the road, Shay, they Talk call about, you. I'd have given Superman a 4. Oh, a 4. Yeah, Robin I, a 3 I would have given this an 8. And like I said, I enjoyed this a hell of a lot more than the uh, Grayson Annual. And this, not that this was uh, tons of fun, but it was kind of fun seeing those villains and, and having that, but making it mean something for everything going forward. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I actually, you know what? I actually put in my notes. I didn't even see 8.5, Eric. Ooh. And I put love the story, and the art was a bit rough when it came to Bruce, but everything else looked great. Yeah. There you go. I and have to agree. Yes, and we're going to move on with the agreement. And another book, and usually we ping-pong back and forth with these books, but you had too many, so you're up again, Eric. Green Lantern Annual Number 4, written by Robert Venditti with art by Pascal Alexi. Is that how you say it? You can say it all, you, however you Martin want. Martin Kokolo. Is that how Kokolo? you say it? Kokolo? Isn't that a song by the Beach Boys? Yeah. <laughs> Tony Avina, Pete Pant- Pantazis, oh Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. I think that's Pantazis. It's sure, I'm sure it. It I, I, I just have, have to no pull idea. up the issue because of your crazy butchering. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Words are hard, friends. Yes, they are. For this Green Lantern annual, we have ourselves a little story within a story going on. It's how Jordan tells Virgo and Trapper about the time he took out an entire squad of Green Lanterns. But we find out later that it's all bullshit and Hal likes the story because it makes him look like a badass. And when you're alone in space, being a badass is the most important thing there is. If story time wasn't enough to float your boat, your space boat, we also find Woo-hoo! out... We I also, saw what you did there. We also find out that in the future, Hal will be going up against some bounty hunter-like figures known as the Grey Agents, who figure if they take down a badass like Hal Jordan, they might get that job policing the universe in the Green Lantern's absence. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a weird-ass annual for me because Green Lantern annuals are usually larger-than-life spectacles, and like we had the rise of the Third Army, the prologue to that, the ending of Lights Out, and the Godhead finale. And here we have Hal telling a story that doesn't matter in the end. Yeah. Um, What's that about? I don't know. I, I Again, I know we have uh, Green Lantern fans 1 and 2 listen. Yeah. D-Ron and uh, Manship. I don't know. I Manship, he commented on the site about this, right? It's one of your reviews. Yeah, right? I don't know. Uh, I think he did, but... I I didn't like this issue too much, uh, only because first off we were led to believe we're going to find out a lot of things. Yeah, how he got Darlene, how his hair grew out. Yeah, I, we didn't get that. No, uh, we, we got we a fight get, with the Green Lantern. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and it wasn't you know real. What else we got some real shitty art. I don't uh, know. I don't care what anybody says. I did not like the art, and mainly because of how. Uh, I sent you, I actually, as a joke, I sent you the one panel, and I said, who's the sexy chick in this Green Lantern book? It's Hal. It's at the very beginning. He's there looking at the computer. I, I don't know what happened to him. He's goddamn sexy woman there. The thing is, before that stuff, when he's telling the story about when he took on the Green Lanterns, he looks badass. The whole thing looks amazing with the constructs, everything going on around him. Some of the best stuff I've seen from, from Green Lantern. Really? I and, did not like it. And then we get to this where it's, Axel, uh, what the hell is his name? Pascal Alexi? Yeah, yeah. I really dug the art, but he's not consistent. It goes from, like I said, some of the well, best stuff I've seen there to are terrible. Two, there are two artists listed. Right. And But they don't say Martin which Coco, is which I'm saying, no, Mar- Martin Coco does the uh, gray agent stuff. Okay, that's, yeah. I just, I'm telling you, yeah, some of this art is just weird. I didn't like, at the beginning, Lobo's in there for no reason no other reason. than to say, hey, uh, Lobo's going to be joining up because uh, I think he goes after Hal probably at the end of that next, arc. I think, yeah. yeah, so I think that was just like a little shout out. Hey, you know what? Uh, Lobo's going to be fighting Hal, so uh, put him in there a little. I, it just and well, he even at the weird. end with freaking um with the Grage and stuff, they just have to throw in. Why don't we go after these Omega Men? They look hardcore. And again, I was going to bring it up, and I think I, I alluded to it earlier. 
about something that I had a theory of, and that's the other theory. I think that all this stuff, this is why Omega Men is lasting, not Fan Outcry, it's because it was intertwined with these stories, <laughs> and they wanted to keep it going. Um, I don't know. At one point, uh, here's a little shout-out to D-Ron. He likes the heavy metal. I even sent you. I think that uh, Hal turns into Bruce Dickinson at one point. <laughs> I'm waiting for Iron Maiden to come out. Uh, the, the art was so weird with Hal. It was off. It was every bit, every panel he looked different. Yeah. And I did, even his hair was off. It, like At one point, it was shoulder length. Next time, it's like half down. I don't know what was going down on. Down to his ass. Yeah, I don't know what was <laughs> going on. And it made me feel funny in my pants. Weird. Uh, I did think that, did you get the idea, or uh, am I going to jog the idea that when he fights the Green Lanterns, he tells the story that he's basically the outer space dread pirate Roberts, who's going around and telling <laughs> lies to everybody and like leaving one. It's so weird. Well, I, I like the idea, though, because it gives us a little bit like, uh, we see how with this new badass persona, yeah, the renegade yeah. thing going on, but this really, like, is a character like a uh, moment where we see how he's really feeling with the loneliness oh, of that, being separated from the rest of I love that construct when he has the constructs of the yeah. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a great deal. That's the only thing I really liked a lot. Um, I don't know. Even, you know, and Virgo did a lot in this issue. I mean, he's so good. He's <laughs> hey, so, who are you talking he's, to? He's freaking worthless. He is. I, I love Trapper, dies. though. I thought he was hilarious. Oh, Trapper was great. And Trapper, uh, like, again, uh, the characterization should be on. It's Robert Van Ditty. He yeah. does the book. Uh, but it's like he doesn't, he's already realized within these issues, like that Trapper's solid gold and <laughs> that Virgo's just lame. And he, you know, it's obvious in the book that they're just like, okay. Yeah, but Trapper, Hal and Trapper go so well together as like a, a duo because they're just fighting and yelling at each other. But then it's, I like They're counter personalities. But like you said, nothing really happens. No. It's more to just basically, did you, before this issue, if I said to you, hey, you think that Hal misses his old Green Lantern buddies and might try to go find them? Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, that's what you kind of get here. I don't know. The gray gray agent stuff didn't really do much for me except get me excited for the eventual encounter they'll have to have at the Sinatra Corps because they're both vying for the same universal police job. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, The other thing I thought was actually funny is... They have when he's fighting the Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. And so you have some guys, and you have to be like, I, I guess Robert Van Ditty's writing it, and he's like, look, I'm going to throw in these guys. Uh, some of these are not the most well-known no. Green Lanterns. So he has to yell out their names <laughs> as he's doing them. Like, every time that happens, and I know it's just part of how it has to be, but it just makes me, like if I was at work, and like a guy, hey, uh, what are you having for dinner tonight? Well, Jimmy... <laughs> I'm having this, and you're just standing there while I'm doing it. I'm like, hey. I'm gonna start doing that. Uh, I might too. It's <laughs> just, hey, Dave, what are you doing on that fork truck? You know that that's supposed to be Terry. It's just, <laughs> it comes off so odd, uh, and it, it always throws me off. And he's yelling that. Well, the Gray off. Agents part two kind of feels weird because it feels like an afterthought. We had Martin Coco on art duties for this and it's like yeah. the house style, so it's completely different than what we had the rest of the series. I mean, um this issue. Yeah. And I like it. I like we, that part. I'm saying that but art wise. Oh yeah, so do I. It's a yeah. house style. It yeah. works. It's what yeah. it's very reminiscent of the rest of the series we yes. usually yeah, get. Yeah, that's what yeah. But unlike the body modification loving Thanagarians that Vin Diddy introduced before. Yeah. He didn't bother to give us uh these uh, no, gray agents names. So it's uh, weird. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that they really uh, don't go by names. I don't know. 
I'm saying they, they they said a few names, but like on the Panagarian yeah. thing, we had that like oh yeah, they flash had all they the had names, placards of yeah. the things, and yeah, uh, it's funny too because the main guy from the Gray Agents comes and he's standing there with the little girl. Yeah, and if you look, he's wearing chaps. I actually thought he was wearing hot pants at first. I ah. thought that the chaps part were his legs. Like, man, that guy's badass. He's wearing a trench coat and hot pants. Like, these gray ancients, boy, they, they do not care what they look like. It's a bueno exilante of space. Oh, my God. That's a, yeah, I was just looking. I'm like, oh, I started laughing. But I don't know. It's even when I'm looking at the regular art of the book, the normal art. It's even the um, almost like the pastel-like um, yeah. coloring. It just seems weird to me. It it seems like a it it just it's it not weird, Jim. It's just different. Yeah, it is. It, it it's weird. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm even looking. It's like uh, when Hal at the end is like yelling. It's like just hold out, dig in. I'll find you. When he's yelling at the constructs of the guys, yep. they're he looks so odd. It I've never seen a book where the main character changes his look so much than in this book. Just weird. It's weird, Eric. It's not different it's weird but yeah so overall it's a disappointing annual but i think that how jordan fans will be able to get something out of this because of the character exploration but sadly this is just another issue of setup that refuses to start the damn story yeah and then uh i love too and i'll get this right unlike that freaking justice league that i kept claiming the next issue it says because this does say next final fight with black hand like, final fight. Haven't we had a bunch of necks that included Black Hand because I yep. kept saying it to you? Have we seen them since? No. Nope. It just seems like they keep mentioning Black Hand that's coming up next. It never happens. So the final fight, what about the first? I just don't understand. I, I don't did. know. You think he's going to kill Black Hand? Uh, no. I think Black it's Hand. It's the final fight. I know. It's the it, final countdown. It's the final countdown. I do like where um, uh, the... Um, Gray agents are looking, and the picture they have is of that cover of the uh, when Green the Lantern. Renegade was announced. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like in those movies where they use the footage from <laughs> the actual movie. Running Man's the worst, yeah. where they use the footage from the movie later in the movie. To the, oh my goodness, yeah, and that forced an Omega Man. They keep saying that in different books. Like, shouldn't we be going after the Omega Man? Because that was in Lobo as well. And every time they do, they go no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Let's not do that. Let's not go there. They're going to be canceled soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, 6.3 out of 10. Yeah, I would have given it a 7, actually. I, I've been ripping it apart, but I yeah. did. Like, I did, Yeah, I like, though, I love the part with Hal and the, the constructs of Kilowog and the rest of the Green Lanterns that he misses. And uh, I love Trapper. So those two together. But, yeah, we were supposed to find out about Darlene and that haircut. We learned nothing about that. In fact, Darlene, like, mentions a couple things, and Hal just tells her to shut the fuck down. It's also weird. Remember when that happened? When they, she, like the, hey, turn everything off for five minutes and she shuts down and is not listening anymore. And it's all that. And it's weird that he just spells five minutes. Why doesn't he just say, shut down until I tell you? It's so weird. But yeah. The best part is all he does is say one thing. All right, I'm back online. That was a Like, how slow was he saying that to Virgo? He must be like, and Virgo. Yeah, it's really quick. (laughs) Uh, Yes. But we're going to take a little break and come back with the rest of the books, Eric. Boosh. And the rest of the books are two. Guys, this is a short podcast. Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um. Oh, yeah. You got to get swifty. You got to get swifty in here. 
It's time to get swifty. Oh oh, we gotta get swifty. Oh yeah, take off your pants and your panties. Shit on the floor. Time to get swifty in here. Gotta shit on the floor. I'm Mr. Bulldogs. All right, we're back. We are back, and we're heading to the end, Eric. I see the light at the end of the shit tunnel. Oh. I think I picked it up a little. After I kicked my computer and, and ruined that whole first segment we had to redo, <laughs> I, I've been a little more positive. Uh, but I'll be a lot more positive after this one, Eric, because it's back to my second book of the night. New Suicide Squad Annual Number 1. Written by Sean Ryan, art by Felipe Baronis Blonde and Travis Lanham. It's weird. Every time I see that, I want to say uh, Layman. Are you with me? Is, is, is it Layman? Lanham. I, I don't know. Travis I don't Lanham. I always, right. I always want to say Layman. I don't know why. Even when I was reading, I'm like, oh, Travis. Well, I can say Layman then. Hey, Layman. Who, who's gonna know? Who the hell with him. He's a freaking. Isn't yeah. He's the letter. You know <laughs> those guys. They have thin skins, Eric. So I'm gonna say Lanham. Uh, Sean Ryan uses this annual to end this current arc in the new Suicide Squad, and I couldn't have asked for more. The issue begins with the start of Boomerang's execution and ends with the redeeming of Reverse Flash, and there are so many great parts in between. We get Black Manor realizing that the League may not be all that it's cracked up to be, Deadshot struggling to return to form, Harley realizing she's a monster, and Reverse Flash giving her hope that she isn't. I can't believe what I'm about to say, Eric. I love Reverse Flash. So do I. It's crazy. He saves the day more than once and becomes the hero we always wanted to be. This book isn't getting any closer to that new team that they previewed how many months ago? May? Eight. (laughs) Eight months ago. It was February that they released that new team was coming. And you know what? I never want them to come. I like this team. I couldn't be happier that they're sticking with it as far as you can tell. Uh, But yeah, that's what I have to say about my little intro. And I love this issue. I really did. Uh, This is one of those where it didn't have, it's an annual. Didn't have to be an annual. No. Uh, basically, to me, it was just an oversized finale, and I loved it. I loved that it was the exact uh, regular uh, team, the art team, and you know uh, Sean Ryan. Right. So you don't get any nonsense, and it is. It's just the end of this, this long arc. And it sucks though, because I read this book and I realized I did not read the last issue, yeah, so yeah. I was a little bit lost. Do me a favor and spell out to me if you can. What's wrong with Deadshot? No, the dead, this has been the whole time. The whole is time Deadshot yeah, dead got injured. And he was, remember oh, when okay. he was injured, he was taken That's what out. That's it was. Okay. And he kept trying to get back. And through the whole thing, again, this reminded me of like even with you when you were a firefighter and you hurt your shoulder and you tried to get back and you couldn't. You had to yeah. stop. Well, he won't admit to anybody that he's, he's not able to do some things. And he gets these, you know. Maybe it's arthritis. I don't know. They really, it's just the injury. He's got the jitters. And he's got the jitters, but it's also he just, he's got pain. He got the shit kicked out of him. And, um, I forgot yeah, all about he that. He had to fight through. That was so long ago. Remember, now, and, and through that whole arc near the beginning, he was on the sidelines. He was trying to get back. And we thought that he was just out of the book. And either yeah. the editors are like, you're going to get Deadshot back in here. Because I love Deadshot in this book. I'm so yeah. glad he's back. It was after that first arc. It's, uh, remember Deathstroke? Uh, yeah. I believe it was him and Deathstroke fought, and he got the shit kicked out of him. And then that was with the team with Joker's daughter and all that. Yeah, nonsense. yeah, fuck that. They noise. got rid of them, and then since then, uh, it's gotten really good. Uh, so yeah, he's having some issues. And again, it even goes back when they're like, "Hey, uh, are you ready to go, Deadshot? You good?" And he kind of pauses, and yeah, I'm good. Uh, but he's been trying this whole time. But yeah, it starts off. Boomerang's fucked. 
Oh, yeah. And again, it's a pretty cool, almost like a James Bond type uh, I, I, deal. I thought Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Yeah, it's crazy. And you see... Do you think in this whole thing, do you think that that one girl is alive or is she just dead with her eyes open because she's the, just dead? Everyone around him in my yeah, eyes are dead. dead. That's what but I thought, If you look too. at the, one of the first panels where you see it, like when they back up and see you see the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I'm looking tubes. at it right now. Who is that one guy to the right who looks like a superhero? Know. He looks like a, like a, a fish man. I don't even know. Yeah. He looked like a dude with a mohawk. He's yeah. definitely got a superhero Actually, costume on. To me, he looks like a fish man because he's got like a mohawk, a suit, and it looks like he's got a fin in the back. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea if that's I'm like, supposed to be. Did I miss all this but last again, issue? But again, at the whole thing with um, the league is they've been gathering uh, tech. They've been gathered. They have like a Mr. Freeze gun. Yeah. They have all this tech. And again, later you'll see they have Venom. They have all the stuff. I think we find out later on that they actually got bought it from the Green Team. Oh, well, they they did basically. You think buy anybody remembers all. the Green Team? No, like I said earlier, my uh, taking the a movement. dump the movement podcast. Um, yeah, they've been buying all this tech, which I thought was a pretty good way of doing it, too. Uh, so I'm sure they've grabbed superheroes. That's why they like Boomerang and Mana. They're like, oh, these guys are villains. Let's go. Um, but yeah, Boomerang's screwed. Uh, and in the meantime, you see the first of Reverse Flash shows up. Now, a little thing for you as well. I don't know if it was the issue you missed, uh, but I told you that Reverse Flash, they were trying to get a hold of him. He was dying in the desert. In the desert. I remember yeah. this part. He was That's dying in the ended. desert. And that ended that. Everybody but was then, talking shit on yeah, him. Yeah, they were talking shit on him, and he just got up and ran off. And he just ran off. You didn't know what. And now you realize that he was basically like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to show you how much of it. Because basically they were like, eh, we can't get a hold of Reverse Flash. Don't worry. He was useless anyway. He freaking got, were broken he either, for Yeah, he either got hurt or he caused trouble or he got in people's way. We don't need him anyway, so good riddance. And he got up and, again... That's a hero, Eric. He okay, has maybe been I bad now. Was, that was the last issue. Yeah, I think that was no, the I last. I guess I did read it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, again, though, remember I talked to you a lot about it. Maybe. Especially that part. And he got up and ran off, and you're like, oh, I actually thought he just took off and ran away. So did I. He did not. Nope. He went there, and he shows up, and he finds Harley. Oh, he did. He? he went there, did oh, he? He went there. He, sh- he finds Harley. Now, again, the last issue was when Harley killed all those guards in front of the kids. Which I don't recall. Yes, that's what I'm saying. This I is think so this weird. Is, I think it's all that I told you at work. All right. Because what she did, she thought she was being funny, too. Yeah. And she killed all these guards to, to help her and these kids escape, but they were like... Holy shit. Traumatizes what they were. wrong. And they they give it, they tell you about this and show you what happened where they, hey, the kids stopped laughing. And I'm telling you, I think the way that she explains it is perfect Harley. She says, I love this Harley so much. The guards kept coming, so I kept killing them. It was hilarious. But the kids stopped laughing. And she's even like, what's going on? And then I'm always the last one laughing. And she says, it's so good. I'm telling you, you were right about me, Reverse Flash. This is all I am. And he's like, no, you're not a monster. And then he goes with the big deal. He tells her about, listen, my dad was bad to me. This is what I became. But my sister called me a monster. And I I don't want to be. And, oh, aren't we monsters still? And, hey, I don't know. I don't want to be. And then she's like, oh. And I'm telling you, this little part. The small little thing, and it it works so well. I'm telling you, because there's Harley. And she's just like, she's so sad. (laughs) And not even that. It's just Reverse Flash. I have hated Reverse Flash since they brought him into the 352. And I thought he was the stupidest member here. Yep. This issue turned it all around for me. It did. All of a sudden, he's like... And it's weird because it's almost like 
you get the idea that Sean Ryan has been fucking with us this whole time. He wanted us to hate Reverse Flash. <laughs> he wanted you to be like, God damn it, get him off this team. And when he ran off at the end of the last issue, you're like, God, finally, he's gone. I even think I put it in my review. Then I'm like, yeah, actually, I know I did. I put like, yeah, and then Amanda Waller says to uh, Reverse Flash what all of us have been thinking. He is worthless, and he shouldn't even be in this book. And then, thank God, he runs away. And, and then he just... he. It's so good. It's it's this is a reverse flash issue. Uh, but then you go and the I love the part also, every bit I like. I love with mana because I hate mana. I hate him, but I love the part where Black Mana is talking to Saladin, the uh, leader of the league. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, hey, by the way, you know, I'm all with you. I, I got this little problem. I got this bomb in my neck. And they can press a button and blow my head off at any time. So since I'm with you guys, you know you're going to help me out, you're gonna right? You're going to help me out here? And all, the, guy says, the guy goes from a bad, insane guy who's running this be- to completely batshit crazy where he's like, <laughs> all of a sudden, boom, he got this idea. Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have this uh, recording. And what we're going to do, you're going to badmouth the U.S. and you're going to talk about the Suicide Squad. And then they're going to blow up your head and it's going to be the greatest thing because then people will support us um, and you're going to be a um, martyr. Sir, and you're, sir, It's going to be sir, so good. Sir. Oh, yeah? The, what, what? They're going to blow up my head, though. Yeah, uh, it's going to be glorious. Um, <laughs> I think wait, wait, wait. I, yeah. I don't think we're understanding each yeah, other uh, here because my head yeah. is, is going and to I explode. And I love it because then they get – and it keeps going. And basically, man is like, listen – too important to die now well, that's later, later on that's the worst part of it because we start out with the whole head blowing up yeah. fiasco where yeah. they're like oh this is gonna be great and then at that point in my mind managed to say you know what fuck you guys yeah. but he still goes with oh, salad yeah. because then they go and they have to check out because harley's escaped and killed all the guards well, i'll say was this was this man's idea like no well, i'm gonna prove that's how just, important oh, i am so they don't blow up my head me. the worst is though at the end where black mana shows up then with the rest of the Suicide Squad. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he's like, that was my plan. Bullshit, that was your yeah, plan exactly. all along. I was undercover. It, it, went, yeah, it went wrong. You, you, he's always searching for something. He wants something to believe in and yeah. something with his deal. And this, again, this was another one. He even says, he's like, you're like the rest of them. You're all liars. You're, you're all a bunch of bullshit. And I'm going I'm back and killing you. Aquaman. Fuck this so, noise. What happens? They go to the... And then Saladin starts uh, uh, blaming him for all the problems, too. I'm telling you, I was so mad that Mana was just taking the yeah, shit. Yeah, he was. But then eventually he has enough, and I thought it was an awesome art panel where he's basically killing him, but it's through the reflection of his helmet. See, so, I didn't even man. see that. Like, oh. I did not get... Like, at the one thing, we see him go at him, and then the next panel... You see him walking towards something. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to go kill their leader. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? I, I'm Was it off you, panel? What the fuck just the happened? Deal. Yeah, he, uh, and it's way back. I'm, I'm going through. Because in the meantime, you have um, Deadshot trying to free um, Boomerang. Boomerang. But that's when he goes wrong. He's going to hit the pump, the water pump. He's got the jitters. And, and he accidentally hits the guy, shoots a guy, <laughs> causes all sorts of problems. And there you go. Reverse Flash shows up again. Saves the day, and in the meantime, saves everybody. he says even in one fell swoop, he grabbed Boomerang, too. So he saved everyone. They go to, like, a safe house. They're trying to recover, and they're like, listen, we got to go. We're going to end this. Uh, but, yes, uh, Mana just has had enough. And, again, he's had enough, but it's not like he's a good guy. No. He is a dick who just what is going on, yeah, he'll easily go against the whole world. It's just all of a sudden now they're going to kill him and he's having Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, My head's going to blow yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, But he's like, I'm too important to die. And then that sound is like, you're nothing. They start fighting. And then in the meantime, I'm telling you, if you look, 
you have uh, him about to punch him. You see the reflection of Saladin. And I guess he, he punches the hell out of him because he does kill him and then comes out and says, I killed him. Uh, then Reverse Flash, again, there's a funny thing too. They're talking and Reverse Flash is going, we got to say Parasite. Deadshot's like, who? who? Who's this Parasite? <laughs> I love that he doesn't know he's Parasite. He's like, you know, this guy. Oh, that guy. And I'm telling you, it's like Parasite. He's on the team. Big purple guy, observed people's energy. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about him, he says. And I'm telling you, <laughs> that is Sean Ryan. Like, uh, yeah. God damn it, I got to have this Parasite. Because he was going to be one of those in the new team. Yeah. And I think that was when they were trying to force this in. So they were trying to add characters gradually. And he has really nothing for Parasite to do. Because... I, don't know, I just I loved it though because he's, he's sitting there weak as shit. He was all oh, captive. Yeah, I loved it. Sucks on freaking uh, Reverse Flash reverse and then flash. rampages through. With yep. this. I think I'm going to remember him now. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny too because I'm telling you, before this, the big thing that uh, Parasite did recently was he was in the desert with Harley and Harley was shooting missiles at him and he was yep. eating them. That's all he was doing. So I really thought that was funny with Deadshot. Like, oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that guy. So funny. And but our yeah. freaking our task force acts that get away, but what happens, Jimbo? What, what happens? happens to our new boy Reverse Flash? What happens? Well, he the bomb goes off. Uh this time Sa- bomb that uh, set off a time bomb. Set up the time bomb. And in time bomb, I mean it sends people back in time. Uh reverse flash goes and he saves everyone. He goes off. He realizes that these kids are gonna die or at least get sent back in time. But kids yeah. getting sent back in time is not gonna do well. So he goes off. He gets the bomb, takes it over the ocean, and in the meantime, he doesn't get away in time and dies. But uh, while it's going, it's such a good cinematic moment. It's so good. Yeah, it's telling what he told Harley, and it's the complete thing. And it's almost like you can hear them talking, um, and even with Harley talking as well, like, oh, and we're not monsters anymore. And And it shows each of the guys uh, in there, and basically the rest of them, like, Boomerang's just laying there. They don't give a shit. Harley looks upset. And again, I got the idea because when they did say, hey, those kids are going to die or whatever, Harley really gets upset. And I really think that Reverse Flash leaves, uh, not only just for the kids, but to show Harley that, yes, we don't have to be monsters. I really think that that was like his point was to show Harley this is what you can be. But the and rest of them don't, don't give be. a no, shit. No, they don't care. They don't care. They wanted Floyd kids... just kind of looking off in no, the they, distance. They said they, they didn't care if those kids died. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like I said, I thought it was great. I thought it was also for Harley. And even so, they're showing, and then Harley just... Harley has, a, like, a stunned look through the whole thing. Her eyes don't even... They're, like, real wide open and stuff yeah. like that. And I think that she actually realizes that he's not coming back. And it's, it's sad because the guy finally gets good in the book... <laughs> And then you get that, and then the other big thing that comes out of this is that uh, Vic Sage has set it up that Amanda Waller is going to be away from uh, Bell Reeve, and she's going to have to go out in the field with the team. I don't want Amanda Waller on the team with it's, the team. I like it only because it's leading to uh, Vic Sage doing some crazy shit. Yeah. He's been wanting to try to get her out of there as well, and she'll be there. Hopefully she'll just stay in like the A-team van. Another but, little cliffhanger, though, is that like one of the uh... – league assassins or members whatever he gets knocked into a vat of like like he gets venom thrown all over him yeah yeah and i'm calling bullshit though because now he's this hulking monster yeah, just because it's spilled on him. i'm like why doesn't freaking bane just bathe in freaking yeah, venom that yeah it is a little odd but maybe they'll you could explain it that the shot there's some cuts it gets <laughs> in the cuts but yeah the other venom thing doesn't is, last that long do you, i guess and i guess flash is going back in time correct 
That's where you get this the idea. This is a time of. bomb. They're make everybody's making it seem like he's dead, but yeah, he can. Well, even if he doesn't come back here, then that means he's just like he's put away safe for when yeah, anybody what wants saying. to use he, him. He certainly can come back. That's why they they don't really kill him off. Yeah, he's just back in time, and yeah. But now I want him to use him yeah. something fierce. It's funny too, though, because he could end up being on the team from this point on, and it might not be good. We might yeah. be like, oh, God, there's Reverse Flash again. This is a great way to end it. You love him now. I do. like, oh, it's so good. And now I hate Mana, though. Yeah, oh, Mana's a dick. They they have to get rid of him. Uh, remember, though, he volunteered. Yeah. He wasn't even forced. He volunteered, and that was the whole big thing when Deadshot found that out. Like, what are you, crazy? Or it <laughs> might have even been Boomerang, but I think it was Deadshot called him out on it. He hasn't liked him, and I think that, uh, obviously, going forward, say Mana and Deadshot are out in the field, Who's trusting him anymore? Nobody's believing him. You know what I, I mean? Think they would, might. I'm not believing him. I, I, think they might have I don't think Deadshot it. would. Because Deadshot's even like, he's drinking all the Kool-Aid in town. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's going off the rails, that guy. But yeah, I love the art. I loved everything about it. I gave it a 9.5. Uh, I think I'd give it an 8.5. Yeah, I loved all of it. And it was such a great way to end this arc. Uh, really good. Just a way, and yeah, you set up the book for a little different thing going forward, even though they could start off this next arc by saying, hey, you know what, shit was going bad, so we're adding these guys, and maybe we will get a little bit different team. Poison Ivy, Black yeah, Hand. I, don't, I doubt they, we would have seen that from Solicits by now, but yeah, I think that maybe, like, say they don't want to have uh, Boomerang. Right. I get rid of him, though I love him. I love this team. Reverse Flash was the odd man out for me. Now he became great, and he's out, and I like the rest of the guys, so I can't wait for the next issue. And now we have the last issue of the week, Eric. All right. And this was not a good issue. No, it was not. Aquaman number 44, written by Cullen Bunn, with art by Alec Morgan, Art Thibbert, uh, Jesus Marino, Guy Major, and Tom Napolitano. Yeah. Napolitano. Yeah. For this issue of Aquaman, we see Arthur try to talk things out with Mara, but like most people with spouses know, talking just leads to arguments, and arguments just leads to sex, right, Jim? Yes, they do. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) No, they don't. I haven't had sex in like 20 years, and I have a nine-year-old, Eric. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I have a nine, a 12, a 14, and a 15. I don't know what's going on here. I think I do. Oh, jeez. Seriously, though, this is just a rehash of what we learned in the last issue while spotlighting Mara in her underwear until Aquaman finds out that this woman isn't his lady love after the sex, of course. Yeah. In the end, Aquaman gets stabbed by something I never saw and teleports to an alien planet. How do you like them apples? That's, I, uh, yeah, what else goes on here? Nothing. Nothing. You know what Nothing. I learned? I learned one thing. Aquaman likes to do it doggy style, Eric. <laughs> There's that one panel. I think he's getting her from behind. He's, and, he's, and he likes it rough. He's grabbing her by the neck. I don't know. Uh, all I know is we talked about this. If this goes on and Mara is mad at him for what happened, I, I will so never. Angry. I'll I'm be out. done. I'll, be, I'll finish reading because he has you no see, idea. You see this in TV all the time where somebody acts, like sleeps with somebody like like whatever supernatural show you're watching yeah. or something where it's a doppelganger, a imposter. Now your real spouse is pissed because you slept with somebody else. You should have known that wasn't me. No, that's it's ridiculous. And I don't want to deal with that shit. I really do not. Um, I'll also tell you that um, I don't like the art in this issue. No, neither and do I. You know what's weird? Who did it remind you of anybody's art? Because it reminded me of somebody's art. 
Who? It reminded me of John Romita Jr.'s art for some reason. And it, it I was, can kind of see that. It wasn't uh, Trevor McCarthy. I don't know why he wasn't on this issue. He took the, the month off. And we haven't even Trevor really... Trevor hasn't liked, been doing anything Well, we haven't even really liked his art. No. And this is just... It's it's off. Uh, I don't know. This issue... I, there, there is nothing going on. If there's ever a filler issue, holy moly, this is I, it. I got my notes here. Now, I can't be certain of this, but is Cullen Bunn punking us? I, I don't know. It's How the so hell did weird. he pitch this idea and anyone sign off on Especially it? Especially this issue. Yeah. Nothing happens. It's been a mess, and now it destroys you, the characterization of our heroes. I, I do have to laugh because you mentioned this at work to me, uh, telling me about this issue. I don't know what happens in, in comic books. But when uh, ex-boyfriend shows up with a knife and, and <laughs> stalks over you while you're sleeping and then you wake up, you shouldn't be fine with it. I put that in my review. I was like, so you know, Aquaman teleports in while Mara's sleeping. Well, fake Mara. Yeah, fake Mara. And siren. He's got this, he, yeah, siren. He's got the freaking like magic knife in his hands. Yeah. And she wakes up. What you doing there, Arthur? Oh, nothing. It's not what it looks like. It's like, funny, too. Any of you people try yeah. this. Go to your ex's house, st- stand over her while she's sleeping with a knife, and then tr- when she wakes up, say, oh, it's not what it looks like. And Go back to sleep. It's funny. She goes, you could have fooled me. And he looks down at the dagger and goes, oh, this? Yeah, sorry about that, and <laughs> and puts it in the belt. And then she's like, what do you want? I, I think he was going to kill you. I, yeah, well, yeah, sort of well, seemed like. There's no reason to have a knife out unless that's what you were going to do. Well, like. He needs that to teleport. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's but still, just you don't walk up with that. You should be mindful of what's going on when you and walk again, up to somebody like that. You get this whole thing with, uh, you know, you just like these. Other, it's the same stuff we've gotten for the oh, last yeah. bunch of issues. We've, and then it goes, had to, enough. it goes to the exposition of everything we learned last issue. Yeah, it, just nothing happens. And you know where that takes us? It's a space. Sex. No, it takes <laughs> us to sex. Yeah, well, before, yeah, you get sex and nothing happens. And again, and then the, for, worst, uh, the worst, the worst after-sex dialogue I've ever oh seen my in my God. life. And the I've best been there, too. Eric. They're the best, too. They get done having sex, and like Aquaman's already getting out of bed, putting his pants Well, that was, and she's like, a mistake? No, no, it was just different. You know, he's already Unexpected, he says. Yeah, he's just trying to get out of there now. It's so weird. Full of shame, she, a lot of them. She, she shows that it's it's Siren. Yeah, why? Uh, at the, and you had a good like, you had a good ruse going. I know. Why fucking do it's that? Like I, I realized that Mara never did that with her pinky, and then <laughs> that's why he's getting that pants on. He's like he's has feelings that he never had before. Eric, I don't know. It's so stupid. Ooh, come on, and, who doesn't want and some you're butt right. Life? Why he's about to leave? Yeah. Why reveal this? Because all that's going to do is make him want to find Mara, which he yep. starts yelling and screaming about. And yeah. then she somehow stabs him with a weapon that's not there. Yeah, I'm getting that it was water. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, and then he's like, He had her pinned, and all yeah. of a sudden, you don't see her hands, and the yeah. next freaking panel, he's stabbed in the chest. Yeah, and she's there. I'm looking at it. And I, I like also, because it uses the whole thing again. They're fighting, and then she turns back into Mara. I'll slip into something more comfortable. <laughs> and then Aquaman's like, don't you stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's liking it. Sounds and then she somehow stabs him. <laughs> I don't know. I see. I don't know. I'm looking. She's crazed. There's blood coming out of him and, and her hand. If if you've had a knife or something, I'm good. But yeah, nothing. me too. But where yeah. would she hide it? Because she's wearing nothing. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's wearing. Uh, nothing. Was Colin Bunn think, thinking that he better liven things up because he wasn't offering the readers any reason to stay on this title know. and started the sex scene? We need it. We need we need a half naked Mara. Now, don't get me wrong though. I am a total pervert and don't mind seeing a half naked Mara. 
But yeah, even I don't America's perverted sweetheart didn't need to have this going on. And it's weird, too, because it's like, we're not done. And then she's walking. She says, I hope not. And then he just, again, I know that you told me and you're supposed to understand that he teleported because of his uh, trident. And it's now yeah. a trident. I really, if you told me, ah, he just blew up. I, I wouldn't even, I'm like, what happened? All of a sudden, it's oh, like no. this big thing. What happened, Aquaman? And then he's on Black Man has somehow put that bomb in his back into Aquaman. Now, now he's in space, Eric. And yeah. you know it's space because there's 800 suns and moons. Yep. <laughs> what is going on? It really, if he came out the next issue, just Cullen Bunn there, and he's like, gotcha. I'm like, okay, you got it. It seems like he's kind of stalling the story here with this, like going to space. But the story's never started, so no. we can't be stalling. He's prolonging the stall, Jim. Well, kind of like Green Lantern. Do you have the issue open? No. Okay, then I won't tell you to do this. But at the end, they have a thing about uh, Lost Army. That's the spotlight, the DCU spotlight. Oh, yeah. And Cullen Bunn's there, and he's laughing, Eric. And if you talk <laughs> about this while looking at this, you want to punch him in the face. Because I'm telling you, he's laughing it up. That motherfucker's <laughs> laughing at us. He's there with his goddamn button-up shirt. Sure, I got fancy pants. Sure, <laughs> He's like, yep, this is about Lost Army, but I'm laughing at you about this Aquaman. Oh, my God. It is bad. And I I hate to say it. Colin Bunn follows us on Twitter, and yes. he's been pretty nice to us. He did a uh, I like the Colin five Bunn question. a lot. I do, too. It's weird because he really hit hard. Like, all of a sudden, he was so respected. Like, every book he had was a winner, and yep. I got Lobo. And I said, boy, Lobo isn't good. And since then, he's he's striking out. Lost Army, he, I do not like. He's striking out. Aquaman, looking. I do not no, like. No, no. And uh, once Lobo gets away from Sinestro, it's going to be canceled. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't and, have liked it. And Sinestro's okay. Yeah, I like, like Sinestro, Sinestro, but that yeah. was out before anyway. Uh, yeah, I, these this Lost Army and Aquaman, and I don't know. I have a I have a hope that he's too busy, and this is just a stopgap before the next writer does Aquaman and gets something better. And we said, me and you have talked about it, this, like Green uh, Green Arrow, yeah. we just we just want a fun book. We don't need this nonsense. We, it's a like, convoluted story with messy-ass yeah, art. Like I said, um, maybe he's kind of playing off, like Jeff Johns, that whole thing was like, I called it the underwater Game of Thrones. Right. There was a lot of this, and it made it. And it was fun. And it was fun, but it also legitimized the character. It was a serious oh, totally. type of thing. Then Jeff Parker came on, and he had the more fun deal. You had uh, more of Arthur dealing with the both lives. The, high school reunion. Yeah, he went to the high school reunion. That was really <laughs> good. It was hilarious. And um, you had like that. And then you get this, and it's like you don't know what he's trying to do. It, I have it's no trying idea to be a serious story and try to like expand the mythos of the character Aquaman, but it's not. It's just getting people angry or us. I don't know about other people. But, yes, I do. Because when you do the – the pe- people on Twitter that actually set up their Twitter account based on Aquaman, I would think are fans, Eric. Yeah. Like super fans. And these guys were waiting for you to review this book. And when you did, and you get, you can tell them now, what did you give it? I don't know. I can't get back to a it. 2.5. 2.5. gave 10. it a 2.5. And these super fan Aquaman fans agreed with you. Said yes. Uh, that's what I would have given it, or even like, oh, you gave it a .5 more than I would have. Yeah. And people are angry, and uh, I don't know. 
you finally had gotten, if you're an Aquaman fan, the new 52 was like the greatest thing ever because it made your favorite character legit again. You, you I know. actually, I put in my review for the header, it's like where I was so happy, like was, we were switching books before, I was getting Aquaman, it's going to be my first time yeah. reviewing Aquaman. Yep. And then found out Cullen Bunn was on. I'm like, this is going to be the best. Yeah. And I even ever. said to you, oh, here we go. You're going to get Cullen Bunn. It's going to be one of his awesome books. And I just yeah. missed out. Yeah, I'm glad you have this. I, uh, yeah, this is a, to me is a lot like what's going on in Green Arrow right now. It yeah. does not feel like the character. I do not like the overall no. story because nothing's really and, going on. And like I said, I even brought up Green Arrow on, uh, just a minute ago because yeah. of that. This seems a lot like this, where I don't understand what they're trying to do. You have characters that are so much fun. And so much you can do with them, but yet you want to turn them into this dark, crazy storyline. And even the thing with Siren, it's uh, Mara's twin. Hello, yeah. Yeah, you can have a very fun story. It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be, I don't know. I don't even know what this is. I don't even know how freaking uh, Siren's there or how she's working with these sorcerers of Thule. I don't even know anything. We keep getting told the same five points that does it does nothing for me. I no. realize that okay, there's the dark Atlantis and there's some people he wants to save and they're pissed. And again, this is to me, it's just a supernatural version of the hey, you just like the surface dwellers because you grew up with them. It's, oh, yeah. it's the same thing over again, but done worse. Yeah, I, I just I don't like it. And now he's in space. Space. Last yeah, time that's I was what everybody in space, wants. Animal Man went into space, and I loved it, Eric. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be the same because all you're going to do, to me, when you're in space with Aquaman, he's going to talk to some crazy-looking space fish. You know, there's going to be some crazy-ass whale-type character. I don't listen oh. to Animal Man could do it better. <laughs> yeah. Animal Man was good. He got it the was powers. Good. He got the powers of those space beings, and then he could use them. Space Red. Yeah, it was like the space ape, if I remember. It was really good too. <laughs> Uh, but then it, it, it kind of expanded the repertoire of what he can do. He, yeah. Too many uh, elephants and fucking gorillas that he kept turning into. He needed to be a space ape. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have given this probably a two. Yeah, it's, it, it's it, terrible. It really angered me. And uh, again, we, we come off as negative. I hate to say that uh, an issue really was horrible. This was horrible. I didn't like the art and the issue. This was filler in a issue that... Uh, the story isn't far enough to have a filler issue. And really, I think the 2.5 just might be because of how sexy Mara looked in her underwear. Yeah, she did look pretty sexy. I don't know. That's really. all I got for Siren this book. Siren looks kind of sexy, too. No, no, she's crazy, man. man. Terrible yeah, looking. She looks sexy. Sexy. And her armor seems to change a little. Siren is upset at her pretty sister. That's what it is. You think it is? Yeah. Uh, hey, they gave her the same abilities. And she can turn into Mara at any point, but she chooses to be her ugly self here. No, she doesn't. She's been yeah. married this whole time, except for like I a know. split second after sex. And, and, I know. And again, well, I get the the deal. She she wanted to, and it's so weird. She shows him, and then has to turn back because then she called the guards come rushing in, and yeah. they can't see that. It's so stupid. So stupid. And then there was Aquaman, no reason. There Aquaman was no reason. blows up, Eric. He, he blows, blows up, up in the space. Into space. Uh, but that's it, Eric. That's the book. Fuck that noise. Oh uh, yes, that is not my pick of the week. My pick of the week, Eric, which I'm going to tell you right now, was the new Suicide Squad annual. I loved it. That what, was a very good issue. What was your pick uh, of the week? Obviously, Justice League. Yeah, I knew you were going to go Justice League. Have uh, to, man. It was, was a brilliant a little, issue. I was a little down on Justice League a little more than I should have. But I did think it was more uh, set up. He just kind of disguises it in a in a veil of awesomeness. In a John's kind of way. Yeah, he does a really good job of that. But yeah, uh, guess what we have next week? 
What we got, I'm baby? I'm going to tell you right now. Thank Next you. week, as long as the solicits stay the same, because that happened before, Manship called me on it. Like, what this the keeps hell, happening. What the hell are these books coming out that you keep saying? Uh, hey, we we go by the I go right to the DC site and tell you what they say, and then next thing you know, they switch shit up. Eleventh hour, they switch it up, and they do, and you're gonna find out uh, one uh, casualty is this week, and I'll get uh, that because okay. we have Action Comics 45, all right, Batmite number five. Which it feels like forever since I did a Batmite, and I'm not looking forward to it anymore because I really did not like the Booster mm-hmm. Gold issue. Yep, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal number one, which I think everybody's looking forward to. Yeah, I guess I am gonna be doing that. We said I did All right. Eternal, and I'm gonna do Batman and Robin Eternal, and by three weeks in, I'm gonna be pissed off that I agreed to do a weekly. <laughs> uh, Batman Beyond number five. All right, I feel like a lot that did that as well. It but... is a lot of these are going to like Cyborg number three. What do you uh, think of that? You're looking forward to that cyborg, I, aren't you? I haven't been liking cyborg so far, and it's he, really disappointing to me. He's no rapper, Eric. He is oh, not God. a rapper. I hope take the show on the road. I really hope that it gets better. So do I. I really want to have a where we talk next week on the podcast and go. You know what? Cyborg number three book, Booyah, book of the week. Uh, it might even it's getting teetering on flash reviews, and I'm telling you, we didn't have any flash reviews tonight. They're they're coming back next week with vengeance, Eric. <laughs> Uh, Detective Comics number 45, which is uh, Tomasi's first issue. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. I want to see how that works out. Uh, Here's what I was talking about. You have Green Arrow 45. We talked Mm -hmm. about Green Arrow. You are not a fan. Not at all. We also have Green Arrow Annual number one. And there's two things that make me laugh about that. Number one, that it comes out. When does an annual ever come out with the same week as the issue? When they fuck up. Yep. And also, weird to you that this is the first annual? Yeah. It's the 45th issue. That never even, even crossed my Green mind. Green Arrow Annual Number 1. We have... Grayson has two annuals there. <laughs> has 12 issues. Jesus Christ. Green Arrow Annual Number 1. Green Lantern Number 45. Hopefully the story begins. Yeah. I, I hope I'm... Again, I hope that's great. Final Fight Black Hat. Yeah, Final Fight. We'll see. Lobo Number 11. Which and I'm I pretty believe, sure this is where he takes on Hal. Yeah, I believe this ends that book the lobo book part of the sinestro rising uh deal i think that's the and then we have another sinestro issue to end the arc uh telos number one telos number one got him out of that chuck one tell us and it's funny because the way we do things telos number one is going to have to be in one of those first three books that we talk about in the podcast it's number one and i just I have very bad feelings. We're going to find out his real name, Jim. We're going to find out his real name. Chuck. It's going to be a big really, deal. I'm telling you, I really i am worried about that. This book. is a six-issue mini, right? I don't know. How I, do you go? How do you continue a series with Telos? I thought that this was one that's a, a series that they did. I think it is, too, but how do you oh, do yeah. that? I don't know. Uh, again, it, it may turn into a six-issue mini. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. And, again, I bet you next week I'm looking at these because we also have the last one would be Omega Men number five. Well, you missed you, one you put on my list. You hate. What, did I, what do I have? Midnighter what? number five. Oh, you're right. I Yeah, there it is. I did skip it. Midnighter number five. Um, I would say that when we go to do the podcast next week, you would think that Telos is in the first three. I oh, would yes. say Batman and Robin Eternal would probably be number one. Yep. And uh, Action Comics. And Action Comics, yeah. So I'll have two of the first three. That doesn't happen often. No. Um, I am looking forward to Batman and Robin Eternal. I want to see so what it's all about. Still didn't get that uh, free co- or Batman Day comic to see that preview. No? So I'll have to check it out. 
Nope. I did not, Eric. Did you? No, I did not. <laughs> no, you did not. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the rest. I'm not looking forward to Green Arrow. And Green Arrow Annual is also done by Ben Percy, so it'll probably continue that. Yep, nonsense. I was really hoping it was somebody else. Yeah, like get like you said. I, was that the one you said that you wished it was somebody else to kind of test the waters of somebody else doing Green Arrow? Yeah, take it over. Come on. Yeah, it's it's too early in this run. They're going to let him Come go. Oh, Jeff Parker. Bring him on. That would be good. He'd be good. Uh, how about uh, Kyle Higgins? Bring him back. Just throw yeah, sure. him on there. He's kind of like Nightwing, right? Kinda. Yeah, I'd do it. With a bow uh, and arrow. But yeah, 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 really. He was always Batman with a bow and arrow. He can be Nightwing with a bow and arrow. I think Kyle <laughs> Higgins would do good. I, I'm telling you. Where Ben Percy, if he, if this Green Arrow issue, I didn't read the solicit. If yeah, it's not. about that goddamn wolf again, I'll fucking strangle myself. I, I was so George. angry about that before. Yeah, if it's about George again, I've had enough. But what was the? What were those uh, bone guys showing up at the end of the last issue? Bone cult. Remember oh, the, the bone cult? That's what it was. And remember how forced it was. Yeah, and the oh, tarantula showed goodness, up. Tarantula. <laughs> Just talking about it now, I'm getting angry, though it's making me laugh as well because it's so ridiculous. But, yeah, that's about it for tonight, Eric. Well, Hopefully we'll get a little green arrow in these, actually. Yeah, I'd like We haven't had too. any real green arrow in the series yeah, yet. Yeah, really. That'd be nice. Uh, I, I'm not holding out hope for that, Eric, because I really think that we're going to get more of this nonsense. He's going to go around with uh, on dates and talk to that, that lady. He's just going to yell shit in the streets and then tell his future. And the night birds, yeah, they'll the get night, ya. The fucking fucking wart lady. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna end this, okay? All right. Do you have a fun time tonight after I, I yelled at you and kicked my computer? <laughs> yes, I did. Things got a little better. You like, thought man, I bailed he just totally on you? Gave up on me. I thought I bailed on you. I freaking got so angry, I kicked and knocked the fucking computer right over and tore the well, not tore the fucking power cord right out. Fucking so damn. So angry. But yeah, that's it. And what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Yeah, that's the two, baby. That's the clean two. Oh!